Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have a lot to discuss tonight. The New York Jets have been moving and grooving. A lot of changes have been made with the New York Jets since the season has ended. And there's a lot to talk about. Salute to all the savages out there. We got some discussion to be had. So let me go ahead and get into the show. Listen, folks. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy is also on Twitter as well, all right? Come on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe, okay, on Twitter. My personal page is at YoungJ000, all right? Follow me, I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me, no issues. Let's go back and forth and have a lot of fun. I'm also on iTunes as well. Head on over to iTunes, okay? Type in the Long Beach Joe Show, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? And, uh, we have a lot of fun, all right? Go ahead, subscribe to the podcast on there. Give me a five-star rating. You know, let, let me know what you folks think about what I do here. I want to thank everyone that does give me that feedback that lets me know, you know, how they feel about what I'm doing over here, and they're excited about my content. I want to thank everybody that does that. For those of you as well that do not know, your boy is on YouTube, okay? <laughs> I'm on YouTube as well, all right, folks? Listen, <laughs> come on over to YouTube, type in, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Come on over, subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. We do these live shows here for y'all that don't know. The radio show's hot, all right? And we get to everybody. Callers already calling in. Hold on one second. Believe me, we'll get to everybody. But if you want to be involved, okay, with everything that we got going on over here, because there's a lot going on over here, let me tell you something. We got the savages in the chat. You want to know why I call them the savages? Because they are savage, man. I'm talking straight. They get after it, man, and they don't play no games, okay? None. So if you want to get involved with what we're doing over here, you want to get involved with the savages, you want to see your boy live, there's a lot of people that say, Joe, you look amazing. We didn't know you looked so good. We like your takes. We like how you sound, but you look, you're a good-looking guy. I say thank you. I'm not cocky. I'm not arrogant. You know what I'm saying? I'll take the compliment all day. So uh, you want to see all of that. You want to chat with the savages. You want to go back and forth with people. Hop on in. Hop on in on YouTube, all right? Long Beach Joe Jet. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Let's go back and forth, all right? So... With all that said now, let me tell you something. The Jets have been handling business, all right? First off, we're going to start with the closeout interviews that we had for the season. And, again, salutes to all the callers, salutes to all the savages as well in the chat, Mr. Magic, Christopher Phillips, everybody else is down there as well. And we're going to get to everybody in a second. Just hold on, callers. The New York Jets had their closeout, uh, you know, 
meetings with the press is, as we all know, our season's over. We had a chance to make the playoffs, but those that just didn't come to fruition. And as the closeout was going on and guys were talking, again, when the New York Jets were, you know, cleaning out their lockers, every single player had a shirt in their locker that said, finish. And that was a message from the staff, the coaching staff in particular, to finish, right? That's the big lesson that we learned this year from the season, finish. Because if we would have finished a bit stronger, right, we could have possibly have gone to the dance. Finish. Finish games. Finish the season. Finish strong. The Jets finished a six-game losing streak because we didn't finish as strong as we hoped we would have. Now, the media did talk to Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams says he wants a new contract. Q says he wants a new contract, and he wants one before April, okay? He wants it before the voluntary off-season program, or he'll skip the voluntary off-season program. When the media asked him if he wanted to be the highest-paid defensive tackle or the highest-paid defensive lineman in the league, he just said, hey, he wants to be fairly compensated, which was a very smart answer. He also brought up very smartly about how the New York Jets struggle to give their first-round picks, right, the guys they select in that first round, how they often struggle to get them to a second contract. They usually don't sign those guys. I think it's been like the last seven years or something that we haven't given our first-round pick a second contract. And you know the names are there, all right? More recently, Jamal Adams, which we ended up trading away, Sam Darnold, which we ended up trading away. We can keep going through the first-round picks that the, uh, the Jets don't, that don't see a second contract with the New York Jets. And he also said that he wants to be here. He wants to be, continue to be a part of the culture change. So that was huge because everybody's like, okay. And, again, we've seen the impact that Quentin Williams has had on the season, right? We've seen that. And Joe Douglas came out and spoke about it as well when asked by the media. He said, you know, that he's going to sit down with the team, the staff that puts together the contracts there, the financial aspects, and he's going to do what's best in the interest of the team. Now, there was a lot of Jets fans that looked at that situation and said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't like that answer. Let me tell you why I do like the answer. Let's be serious here. We all know that Joe Douglas wants to keep Quentin Williams. All right? You, you look at the production and the impact that he's had on this football field. It's, it's off the charts. He led the team with 12 sacks. He's our sack leader for the year. He's also second in the, in the league in sacks among interior defensive linemen for a lot of time throughout the year. He was actually first, right? And if you want to look at what the Jets' defensive line looks like without Quentin Williams, go back and watch that Lions game. <laughs> that game, guys, the one that we couldn't uh, get any pressure on, Goff. Anybody remember that? I do. And you saw that not only could we not get any pressure on him, there was no one wreaking havoc up the middle the way that Quentin Williams would normally do. Uh, they, they ran on us quite a bit too, you know. So the impact is there. We see it. And I think that Joe Douglas sees it as well. But he's not going to tip his hand. He's not going to say, hey, I'm going to give this guy the world. I think he's going to do what it takes to keep Quentin Williams and get a fair deal. Now, keep in mind, there's some contracts that's out there. You look at Aaron Donald, he's making $31 million a season. I don't think Quentin Williams is going to get that. That's kind of an anomaly of a contract for, you know, top interior guys. But you look at, you know, Williams. Leonard Williams, he's getting $21 million a season. Buckner as well is getting $21 million a season. I do think that Quentin Williams is going to get somewhere in that 23 to $25 million range per year, um, and he's deserving of it. The guy has been phenomenal. He's been the outright player. You could argue that he's the best defensive player for the New York Jets, and he showed up 
week in and week out. And let me tell you something else. You do that, that shows the locker room that if you're a guy that comes in and works hard, keep your nose clean, you don't get in any issues, then guess what? You'll be kept here with the New York Jets. Guys in the locker room will see that and go, okay, we're absolutely buying in. That also reverberates to outside the locker room too because guys outside will see, okay, you know what? Look, the Jets, they reward their guys. They keep their guys. If you come in and you play like a Jet, like everybody says, then guess what? You'll stay a Jet. And so that continue to show people that there's a real culture change here as well. You look at the New York Jets situation at QB, Mike White came out and talked to the media as well, said he loves being a New York Jet, and he wants to remain here, but he knows things change in the NFL very fast. You know, it's a fluid situation. But he says, hey, if he's forced to go elsewhere, because he is an you know, unrestricted free agent, if he's forced to go elsewhere and he has to move on, then he thinks he can be successful elsewhere. Now, again, I personally believe it would be in the New York Jets' best interest to keep Mike White. When you look at him, he's, he's looked the best out of any quarterback that we've had within this system, well, within the, the system we recently had, the Shanahan system, than anybody. Right? He looked better than Zach Wilson. He looked better than Flacco. He's been the guy that has really shown flashes. And I don't understand why there's a lot of people that want to move on from him, kind of feel like it's because his name isn't flashy. And we'll get into the Jets' options at quarterback in just a second. But he's been absolutely, you know, a guy that's coming here, put in work. The team loves him. And you can see the difference in the offense when he's on the field. He puts things together. He had 1,192 yards this season, three TDs. And if had, that rib – if he hadn't jacked up his ribs against Buffalo, you can argue that this team probably would have been in the dance with him at the helm for all of the games, you know. Spoke with Zach Wilson as well. He spoke to the media. He came out and said if the Jets sign a veteran quarterback and that looks to start over him, and this is a direct quote, he's going to make that dude's life a living hell every day in practice. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. <laughs> That, that is a, that's a good sign, okay? We all know that Zach Wilson's been very up and down, but guess what? That shows that he's as committed to being a New York Jets quarterback as the Jets are committed to him, to wanting him to be their, their quarterback, right? Of course, this coaching staff has come out and talked about how they're going to coach him through hell or high water. Sulla came out and said that himself. They're going to do whatever it takes to make this kid better. That was their, that was their, uh, that was their saying. And, again, there's other options as well. We'll get into Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike White again, bringing him back as an option there at quarterback. But we'll see what the Jets, uh, you know, do going forward. And, again, Sulla also came out as well during that day and talked about looking for a senior offensive assistant for a quarterback. He didn't replace Greg Knapp, and that kind of bit them in the butt, you know, going down the stretch. So as the time continued on, then we get to Mike LaFleur being let go by the New York Jets. He actually parted ways with them and has moved on. That was a shocker to people, okay? Because guess what? Mike LaFleur is a very interesting situation because the Jets were planning on bringing him back in 2023. Up in question, right? There were other teams that constantly were calling for him, constantly calling about him, interested in what was going on with him, and the Jets just opened the door and allowed him to pursue other opportunities that he wanted to pursue. And he ended up walking away from the New York Jets. Wow. And the reason why this was a little bit shocking to me was because Sella came out and publicly defended Mike LaFleur this season. He talked about how, yes, the season one is great, but guess what? If he had got scapegoated, right, if somebody had looked at him and said, hey, look, after his first year in San Francisco, where they didn't have that great of a year, 
If Shanahan had looked at him and said, hey, listen, I want to move on from you. You're going to be the guy I'm going to scapegoat. You're going to be the guy that's going to be out of here, pack your bags and go. Then, you know, where would he be? He said, hey, listen, Shanahan, Kyle, Shanahan sat down with me. We reviewed some things. We went over some stuff. And the rest is history. Now I'm here. But still and yet, Michael LaFleur is gone. He's moved on. He's going to pursue other opportunities. So there, the offensive coordinator position, wide open here. Keep in mind, the Jets' offense this year, not that great. 31, 31st in points per game this year, 27th in yards per game. We didn't score a touchdown in the final three games that we played. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but that's uh, – <laughs> That's really not good, okay? I'm just laughing to keep from crying, guys. Uh, I'm just laughing to keep from crying. You know, the Jets went 31 possessions without an offensive touchdown. All right? Now, keep in mind, the Jets weren't playing like, you know, uh, the steel curtain every game, right? We weren't playing the purple people eaters. We weren't playing the Ravens defense with Ed Reed and – Ray Lewis and McAllister and Jamie Sharper and Tony Saragusa and all these guys. No, we weren't playing those teams every single week. All right. The last three, you know, three games that we played or the games we played down the stretch were full of bad defenses. The Lions, they didn't have a good defense. We didn't get it done against them. The Jags didn't have a good defense. We didn't get it done against them. Seahawks didn't have the best defense. We didn't get it done against them either. So, you look at the situation now here at the offensive coordinator position and you have some questions. The offensive coordinator that we bring in clearly has to be, you know, committed and ready to go to try to help fix Zach Wilson. You also got to wonder, you know, they're going to be under a lot of pressure. The offense didn't perform well this season. Now we're going into a season where the fan base and everybody else expects playoffs. You're going to have to come in, implement a system, and it's got to get clicking very fast. Because if you guys don't get it together and we miss the playoffs, who knows what the future is? And there's names out there. You know, there's a lot of names. You know, Kubiak was out there, people talking about Frank Wright, uh, Jay Gruden, Greg Olson. There's a lot of talk, but we'll see what happens going forward. But this, this Jets offensive coordinator position, it, it, it can be a tough sell if you look at it a certain way. Then the Jets continued on. They ended up moving on from other coaches as well. John Benton, the Jets' offensive line coach, they moved on from him. Miles Austin as well has been moved on from. He was going to serve a, a suspension for gambling too. And according to Aaron Wilson, the guy who was the initial guy that reported that we were moving on from Mike LaFleur, Rob Calabrese is gone as well. And the New York Jets have also moved on from Greg Scruggs. But Greg Scruggs actually took a job uh, in Wisconsin. So he's going to be coaching a college in Wisconsin. So it's a tough situation. Again, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of shaking, especially along the offensive side. So the, the, the next offensive coordinator that we bring in here, he's going to have, you know, his chance to really bring in some guys to help him implement his scheme. Shella also talked to the media as well. And there was a lot of rumors swirling that Woody Johnson was possibly the guy that was involved in making the decision to get rid of LaFleur. Michael Lombardi come out, came out and talked about that, how Woody Johnson wanted to get rid of the entire staff. You know? But Sulla off the bat said that Woody Johnson gave him full autonomy to make changes. You know? I mean, he says it. Do we believe it? <laughs> we all know that Woody Johnson, you know, has stuck his nose in the front office business before, in football operations before. 
And it didn't work out the best, but he did it. He also said uh, when asked about the offensive coordinator spot and why it would be attractive for a new offensive coordinator with all these question marks surrounding the offense and, and possible job security and Zach Wilson and all these things, the, he said that he thinks the Jets' offensive coordinator spot is attractive because of a top defense and young talent, which is true. We have that. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, ATV, right? And our defense is solid. Then, as he continued to talk about the offensive coordinator spot, he said that the Jets aren't looking for a particular scheme, which was very interesting as well. Because when you come in and you implement a new scheme, generally it takes time for guys to get used to that scheme. If anybody remembers, uh, when LaFleur first got here, guess what? We were kind of struggling with guys knowing what the routes were actually supposed to be. We had guys running the same routes. Some guys didn't know where they were supposed to be within the offense. We had false starts because guys didn't understand the snap count. There was a lot of issues with, uh, you know, with, with conversation out there. There was a lot of issues of confusion out there as well with signals. There was a lot of issues out there offensively as they tried to adjust and figure things out. So the communication was off within the offense as well. So you got to wonder, if the Jets are changing the scheme, what does that mean for the offense? And he also said a new offense would be a big challenge for Zach Wilson to learn as well. And when asked about Zach Wilson in the quarterback position, what the Jets are going to do, Sulla came out of his own mouth and said the Jets will attack the quarterback position in the offseason, which is big. They also spoke with Woody Johnson as well. We'll get to call this in just a second. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. The lines are hot. We're getting to everybody going to be the last thing I'm going to talk about. I can go on forever, but this is the last thing I'm going to talk about here. Woody Johnson was also spoken to, or was also spoken uh, to the media as well. He did a little Q&A, and immediately he said, there's no playoff mandate for Sulla and Douglas in 2023. Do I believe that? No. <laughs> no, not really. Okay? Now, if you want to believe it, hey, it's cool, right? But everything that we've heard, thing that we've heard from the fan base and everybody, everybody else expects playoffs. And I, I, I kind of doubt that there's, you know, not a playoff, you know, not playoff aspirations or a playoff mandate from Woody Johnson. I just, I don't necessarily believe that, but he did say that. He also said as well that he's willing to spend big on the quarterback position. He called it the missing piece. When asked by a reporter, okay, hey, you're willing to spend big, right? He said, absolutely. The reporter said, no matter the cost? And he said, whoa, 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 we've got a cap. We have a salary cap that we have to deal with here. But, you know, I'm willing to, to handle business. Yeah, I'm willing to do what it takes. It's the missing piece. It's extremely, extremely interesting. You got Woody Johnson coming out saying, hey, I'm willing to spend big. I'm all in. It's peace. He's identified it. It's what we need to take the next step. We need to sure up this quarterback position. And there's guys out there, okay, and the names are going to be, we all know, Lamar Jackson, possible trade. You're going to have to give up capital, and you're going to have to get, you know, sign him to an extension. He's probably looking for 50-plus million a year, right? Then you got Aaron Rodgers out there. There's a lot of talk about what he could do. There's some people saying he might retire, some people saying that, you know, that he might move on from the Green Bay Packers. Guess what? You get him. That's $50 million a year. There's Carr out there as well. The Raiders could possibly be looking to trade him. He's been benched, and this was after he moved away from the team. 
I think week 17, he could be a guy out there. You have to give capital. You know, I think he's on a three-year extension, or he signed. He recently signed a three-year extension, so he's getting paid a a, a a bit of money as well. I think he's. I think uh, they have to trade him before the Super Bowl because he makes about forty million in guarantees. So there's there's a lot of things in play. Jimmy Garoppolo's out there too. There's a lot of guys in play, and you're going to have to spend if you're going, you know, to go in this quarterback market. You have to spend if you go in a quarterback market, period. We've seen that in the past. Even below average guys, if guys think that they can just hold the fort, they'll bring you in, and they're going to get some cash. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the New York Jets situation here is at quarterback. Man, oh, man, offensive coordinator is gone, which is going to be interesting as well, too, to see who they actually put in the position to fill that hole because uh, that sets the table for everything. you got to think. If you bring in a guy who – you know, is an offensive coordinator you feel like is the guy, but the quarterback that you're looking for, especially let's say you're looking for a guy like Carr. Carr has a no-trade clause in his contract. If he don't have, doesn't like how your things are set up, he could say, no, I'm not going to go there. They can't trade him. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the New York Jets handle the quarterback position. We're going to get to the lines. Listen, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please be patient. We will get to everybody. All right? Understand that when you call in, I need your background to be clear. Make sure you call me on a good phone as well. Don't call me from a Sesame Street phone that you found on the bottom of a dumpster. Don't do that, okay? Also, when you call in, please, please make sure that your background noise is clear. If you're listening to me, mute me. Some people listen to me on TV. Salute, salute to all the savages as well. All right? And also, please, when you call in, do not curse for all my new callers. Do not curse on my show. I do not allow cursing because I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Mike, faster than we got Mike LaFleur out of here. Get out. Was, that, was that too soon? <laughs> was it too soon, Savages? Was that too soon? We're going to get to these lines. <laughs> 515. 6029639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. First caller I'm going to. <laughs> I think some people are telling me that it was too soon. <laughs> First caller I'm going to is my guy Chris. Chris, I'm coming directly to you, other callers. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Hey. Chris, salute hey, to you. I want to thank you for. I want to thank you for calling in. <laughs> All right, good job, man. You having a good time, huh? <laughs> I'm having an amazing time. You know who's not having a good time right now? Uh, LaFleur. Oh, We've moved on from him. Oh, He's no man. longer uh, here with the New York Jets. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on him being out as an offensive coordinator. How are you feeling about that move? Well, I was feeling that they uh, – <clears throat> That he was like a young offensive coordinator, and um, he was learning. Um, but like I said, um, you know, we had the worst. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I mean, our offense was really bad. We could barely move the ball, uh, you know, under under a lot of things. And, you know, other teams have had injuries and stuff and still been able to score, score touchdowns. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was just – I think it's just a thing of inexperience. I think he'll be a good offensive coordinator later on in his career. But I think we need somebody, a veteran, to come in here and actually uh, get this team on board to score points. I think we've got talent. Okay. And, and I respect that take. I respect that take. Now, 
I want to play a little game with you here, Chris, because I know you know the Jets. I know you got some good takes. You look at the situation here with the Jets. There are some things that really could hinder you from getting one of the top offensive guys. People want Some guys want Cliff Kingsbury. Some guys are screaming about Frank Reich. Some guys are screaming about, you know, just all kind of guys out there, Jay Gruden and all these guys, right? But you got Zach Wilson here. He's hamstringing you, right? What if an offensive coordinator right. does not want to deal with fixing him? Because you pretty much have to do that from top to bottom. You got to fix his mechanics. You got to fix his throwing motion. He had a tough time getting the ball out of his hands quickly this right. year. And now he's got to learn mm-hmm. a new scheme. So you've got to fix him. And then you also got to be concerned about job security. We know that Woody Johnson has come out and said there's no playoff mandate, but we've known in the past that Woody Johnson has said things and hasn't yeah. stood true to those, right, and made moves. We all right. know that, and various things he's done on his football team. So I want to do this. I want to play this game. I want you to be Joe Douglas. I'm the hot offensive coordinator, the guy that you feel like can take you to the next step offensively. I want you to convince me of why I should sign with y'all. Why should I come to the New York Jets? What do you have that makes the job attractive? Tell me, Chris. Well, you got you got a you got uh, a, a a great wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be um, is only going to get better. I think you got Elijah Moore, who's a uh, going to be a great slot receiver. I think you got uh, a great uh, running back in Reese Hall. You got uh, guys offensive playmakers. Um, as far as the offensive line, you got Elijah Veritaka, who's going to be a pro, who is a Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman, and uh, you know you just got to put some pieces around uh, the offensive line, fix up the offensive line, and you got a, a pretty good uh, team. Uh, Zach Wilson is is a raw reclamation project, but I mean a lot of people thought Jalen Hurts couldn't be fixed. And, you know, a lot of people thought Jalen Hurts was out, out of the thing. A lot of people said that, it, oh, the Philadelphia, everybody said, hey, Philly's going to draft the quarterback with those two picks that they had. But Jalen Hurts actually turned out to be pretty good. So to give up mm. on a, a quarterback that's premature and you think about it, you know, you're going to say, hey, you know what, maybe this guy, there's something wrong. I mean, the offensive line broke down. We lost a lot of offensive players this year, especially around the offensive line. So if we can get the offensive line straight uh, and get some protection. And then um, one of the other things that was very disappointing about uh, the before offense is that, you know, he didn't use the tight ends. I mean, where was, where was, where was, where was uh, um, on a fourth round pick? Uh, Where was, um, um, he could, I mean, where was one of our guys? Jeremy Rucker. Where's Jeremy Rucker? Where was CJ? I mean, where was Jeremy Tyler Rucker? Where was, yeah, okay. where were these guys, man? I mean, short, the short, easy throws. These guys would never, I mean, these guys were underutilized this year. And the, mm-hmm. part of the San Francisco offense was using that tight end. And I've been screaming for tight ends for years. And we got three of them, possibly four. And, okay. and, and, and none, of them, none of them are getting any targets. So you okay. got you got you got right. you got you got a team of playmakers, but you just got to figure out how to use them. <laughs> okay, you know what, you know what, Chris, that that was a damn good take. I'll give you that. If I was if I was an offensive coordinator out there, right, and and you had brought me in and you had given me that speech, I would sign. That was a good take right there. So continuing on, right. is there an offensive coordinator that you look at and you say to yourself, "This is the guy that you want"? Who is out there that you would like to see the New York Jets grab and target? You, so I, I'm not in, in, the, in the mode of, of, of – I think that if you bring in a, um, a, a like, a, a um, you know, 
One, I don't want to bring in a veteran quarterback, and here's why. Here's okay. here's why. Okay, this here's why. Okay, you 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 start looking at some of these guys that 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 you want to come in. I don't know. I mean, yes, we have a good good team, but I don't know if we're one piece away from from like the Super Bowl or something. Maybe it's maybe you take a like not take a step back. But maybe you don't go into cap hell because that was the Rex years. We went into cap hell and we were we had we had to win. We got all of them. We spent mm-hmm. four years. We was in cap hell and it, and it, it ruined the franchise. And it was, I think we're still mm-hmm. suffering from it. We lost draft picks. We lost. You know what I'm saying? We were mediocrity. I think that we need mm-hmm. to exercise patience. I think we need to find a quarterback and we need to develop the teams that are in the Super Bowl. Develop their quarterback. They haven't brought this. Yeah. Uh, well, and I and I get that. So, so what you're saying is, and I just want to make sure that you're correct, Chris. You're not interested in going after Lamar. You're not interested in going after Aaron Rodgers or Carr or Garoppolo or any of those guys. You want to move forward with Zach Wilson? No, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't go after him. I'm saying I would go after him at the right price. If it means giving away like 15, 15 draft choices. I don't think mm-hmm. we're here yet because we have still holes in the offensive line. We have opens in the secondary. We have a lot of holes here. If we can get somebody like mm-hmm. that in free agency, yeah, by all means, go ahead. But no, don't blow up the team and say, hey, we're going to trade eight. It didn't work for uh, uh, the Denver last year when they did that with Russell Wilson. It didn't work for them. Yeah. So you, know, mm-hmm. you, you can't just blow up the team and say we're going to give away uh, all the draft choices and go get a quarterback. You, we ha- it has to be done. If we can do it at the right price, I say do it. But to destroy the franchise for the next four years, I'm not willing to do that. So no, listen, Chris, I, I, listen, Chris, I, listen, Chris, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I don't think the Jets should, you know, just absolutely blow things out of the water. But to get a quarterback in this league, especially the guys that we're talking about, right, the guys that are going to be out there, especially the top guys, your Lamar Jackson, I even Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to give up some capital. Guess what? Yeah, you look at our issues this season, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate right now. You look at our issues this season, you could absolutely string all of our losses or most of our losses directly to the quarterback position. Yeah, if Aaron right. Rodgers is right. here, there's no way. If Aaron Rodgers is here, there's no way that we miss the playoffs. Yeah, you're, Lamar right. you're absolutely right. Here, Stephen A. just talked about it. If Lamar Jackson is here, we're probably in the AFC Championship because we don't I have agree. that type of ability at the quarterback position. You're we right. don't. And QB is the most important position in the entire game. We've seen guys right. – you know, we saw Ryan Tannehill, right, a guy that was at one point thought of as a bust. He was able to put some things together, get to Tennessee, and they called him as fr- their franchise quarterback. They signed him to a pretty big deal. That's what and I'm this saying. This is a guy that was an That's afterthought. He's been able to lead them. Yeah. But but guess what? He he got paid though. He got paid <laughs> quite right. a you know quite a bit of money for those times. So yeah, you're gonna have to give up something when you look at the context and situation that we are in and how we have to handle the quarterback position. So, Chris, go ahead. Who your offensive coordinator would be quickly. Okay, the offensive coordinator, that offensive coordinator that I'm looking at. Under the scenario that we're bringing in, I don't want to bring in – okay, I'll give you two two names. I think that that for sure Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. I have no doubt about that. I I almost would put money that Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we're getting Aaron Rodgers, I would bring in um, Paul Hackett, uh, the guy from the thing. He's done well with that okay. offensive coordinator. He knows him very well. And if, mm-hmm. if we keep, if we try to develop Zach Wilson, 
the, the guy that the quarterbacks coach for the Eagles that did the, 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 who turned around Jalen Hurts' career, I would bring okay. him in as the offensive coordinator. You know no, those are good takes so, right there. So my next, my next and final question for you, Chris, because you've had quite a call. Uh, Quentin Williams wants a new deal, man. He wants a new deal. Yeah. If you're the Jets general manager, what is the most you're willing to give him per year? Are you in I mean, the you twenty-one million, twenty-two, twenty-three million? What are you looking at as being the cutoff range for you to actually keep Quentin Williams a Jet? I mean, you could you could always manipulate the cap. I say twenty, twenty-four, twenty-five with incentives. You okay. can maybe go up to maybe thirty with incentives with easy, easy uh, incentives. But here's the thing about Quentin Williams, and here's here's what I'm scared about. Remember when mm-hmm. Muhammad Wilkerson had that great year, right? And we gave, and then they yeah. said, pay the man, pay the man. And then mm-hmm. Muhammad Wilkerson got all that money, right? And the next yeah. day he came back, wasn't the same dude. We gave uh, okay. there's a ton of guys like that that we gave a lot of money to. And then they came mm-hmm. back the next year, and they wasn't this, because they were playing for that contract. When you don't play mm-hmm. for that contract, are you going to be that good? Now, I'm not saying Quentin's mm-hmm. not going to be that way, but – it, it, it's scary to have a guy to have a great year when he's when he's getting his crazier. When his thing is, he going to be that good next year? And that and that was my concern about my, giving Muhammad Wilkerson all that money. Is that was he going to mm. be that good when he came back? And, and my thing mm. is, like, I look at those players and I look, I see the same thing. <laughs> you know, you know. But I was no. quitting the money. He he earned it. He earned it. But I'm okay. I'm, just, I, I'm I, concerned about it. Yeah, no, can I hear you uh, under normal circumstances? When you look at the context of the situation with Muhammad Wilkerson, Muhammad had also been missing practices. There was a lot of issues with yeah. Muhammad Wilkerson behind the scenes at that time that they covered up, them and Rex. I, I believe the, the, they were – I think it was, they were throwing a birthday party for him. He didn't even show up to his own birthday party. He would not go to practices <laughs> sometimes. They couldn't find – it was a lot of stuff going on with uh, – yeah. with, uh, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson off the field or even on that translated, you know, uh, down the line as well, where it was just like, man, look, they should have moved on from him and shouldn't have paid him. That was one of the biggest issues. Us actually moving on from snacks is what killed us as well. We should have kept him right. as our nose tackle. But yes, we listen, should've. Chris, it's been phenomenal speaking with you. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in. Listen, this was quite a call from you. Let me give you a hand before you go, man. This was a call from you. I respect it. I respect it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Go Jets. Go Jets. Yeah. Oh, oh, not too much, studio. Not too much, audience, okay? I don't pay y'all for the extra claps. Listen, thank you again, Chris. You have yourself a good one, all right? All right. Thank you. All right. Listen, Chris calling in. Oh, we just lost. You just lost Bill. Bill, call back in. We just lost you. I'm going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We are taking all callers again. Everyone, please be patient. We will get to everybody. Hopefully, Bill um, comes back on. But now we're going to go to Ted. Ted, we're coming directly to you. Colin, Rich, June. Hopefully, Bill is uh, able to call back in, and we'll get to him. Listen, Ted, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that don't know, Ted, oh, he's a savage man. <laughs> Ted, we're sitting here. We're talking Jets. We just got rid of, or if you listen to, you know, the reports, Mike LaFleur has moved on, decided to part ways with the New York Jets. 
What are your thought about what are your thoughts about the Jets moving on from him? And when you look at this offensive coordinator search, what makes the Jets' job attractive? Eight one three, eight one three. Ted, if you're talking, we can't hear you. If you're gotcha, talking, Joe. we can't hear you. Sorry, Joe. Okay, now we you. okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, Give Joe. Give your takes, man. What are your thoughts on that? Sorry, Joe. I muted you. Uh, uh, good evening, Joe. It's been a few, few, a uh, few weeks. Um, yep. Uh, what you said earlier about getting rid of, yeah, that was that was a complete unload of Lafleur and his uncreative offenses and no in-game adjustments. And any common football fan can see if an ineffective offense is not working and you don't adjust, um, you're not going to stay very long and that's part of the issue with having a rookie offensive uh, play caller you know he's, yeah. he, and Salah too part of it is Salah he's, they're both learning on the job um, yeah but I, and, and right. I hear that I hear that Ted and again mm-hmm. I want to thank you for calling in you know I love going back and forth with you but this is year mm-hmm. two for this is year two for LaFleur right and I'm going to play yeah. devil's advocate here why can't we look at the situation Right? Yeah, the the offense wasn't the greatest, right? But he's also saddled an offensive line just absolutely jacked up full of injuries. And then you saddled him with Zach Wilson, who I'm sorry, we can try to blame Mike LaFleur for all the issues, but my God, Zach Wilson can't hit a screen pass. He's throwing the ball 10 10 yards over guys' heads on a screen. He can't hit guys right Mm -hmm. in front of him. You look at the tape from a lot of these games, you say that offensive play calling is bad. There's guys wide open, and he can't, he can't hit them. These are simple throws. So it starts to make me believe, as I'm playing devil's advocate here, don't you feel like Mike LaFleur was kind of scapegoated? Hmm. Uh, I don't know, Joe. A lot of teams have made uh, – teams deal with injuries. I, I have to point to a team like the Texans, who are basically okay. competitive every, practically every week. With whoever mm-hmm. they had, they played hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think you you bring up a fair point, but my biggest concern with the team in general is we've seen we started sort of okay, like kind of strongly with everything, and every aspect of our team faded. Our defense mm. couldn't get turnovers. Our our punter couldn't punt. Our kick returners couldn't return. Um, our punt coverage couldn't cover. It's just like our receivers are frustrated. Our offense can't get going. Mm-hmm. You know, injuries happen. I think Mike LaFour continuing to not adapt to any changes in personnel was his undoing. Yeah, yeah. talk if, about it. You could see. Talk about it. Yeah, you, I mean, I know we were on – you know, the 20th iteration of our offensive line. I mean, we've had horrendous injuries. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with that. Yep. And we lost uh, Brees Hall and and Vera Tucker. Um, but first down, run left, Mike. Okay, doesn't work. Yep. Second and long. You know, Zach scrambles, runs backwards. <laughs> I mean, but, 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 but we continue it and do – but we continue the same thing in the next drive. There's no yeah. creativity, Joe. No creativity. And yep. that's one of my no. frustrations when I called you during the games and, and after the games is, you know, Zach could have rolled out. They could have had designed runs, bootlegs. I see all these other quarterbacks doing it. And 
you know, if if they're afraid of Zach getting hurt, well, then he's in the wrong profession. You know, uh, all these well, guys so, get hurt. Hurts got hurt. Um, yeah. the Bears got hurt. I mean, that's life. Go ahead, Joe. No, listen, and I hear you, and you're bringing up some great takes, mm-hmm. but you spoke on Zach Wilson a little bit, and I want to I want to bring this to the table. Now we're mm-hmm. looking for a new offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Now, yep. when you look at the situation here, there's instability at the quarterback position. There's possible instability as well with job security here because everybody has playoff expectations. We all know that Woody Johnson said there's not playoff expectations. I don't know if anyone actually believes that, but he said it. Mm. So when you look at these things, these question marks that are flying around, you possibly have to yep. implement a new system. How yep. attractive is this New York Jets offensive coordinator position to you? Like, do you, where, do you think we'll be able to get a top guy with all of those question marks swirling over his head? No, we won't get a top guy. All these Frank wow. Wright pipe, pipe dreams, all these Frank Wright <laughs> pipe dreams and, you know, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, these guys are not coming here. There's no way. Why would they? Why would they take the chance? He, Cliff Kingsbury already, he could probably go to a major college if he wanted to go back and, and yeah. start over there. Um, okay. I was looking at Joe Brady. Um, Joe Brady was an was a offensive, um, cons- not a consultant, but like a, he, uh-huh. when Joe Burrow was in LSU, he was like on the staff uh-huh. of LSU. Then he went to okay. Carolina for a minute. Then he went to Buffalo. He's been there for a little bit. Yeah. And he's like under Ken Dorsey, who's the OC. He's the kind of guy, he's only 33. He's maybe the kind of guy we can look at who can maybe be a little more creative mind than LaFleur. Okay. I don't know how, I'm not trying to slam LaFleur. I mean, LaFleur's probably a good coach, but it, yeah. it's a big boy league. You know, you're going to have to performance, it's a performance league. So Joe yeah. Brady, no, 33 years old. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. No, I mean, Joe Brady, Joe Brady will be, you know, a a decent selection. He's got his call plays before. There's a lot of names out there, and we'll continue to talk about them. You talk about Frank Reich, a lot of people looking towards him. I'm a guy that's Mm -hmm. interested in Gary Kubiak. Again, he's been away from Mm -hmm. football for a bit. But, you know, you can bring in a fresh Mm -hmm. mind and a guy that knows the system. It wouldn't be hard for him to continue on a better mind within the system, a system that we already, you know, have been running. So there's a lot of thoughts and ideas out there. But my final question for you is you look at this Jets quarterback position, you were talking about the offensive coordinator. What mm. do you make of it? Do you think that we should move forward with Zach Wilson? Are you looking to see the mm. Jets bring back Mike White? Are you a guy that wants to see us target Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson? We've heard them come out and talk about spending big. Uh, Woody Johnson talked about it. Uh, they, uh, Sulla talked about attacking the quarterback position in the offseason. What do you think? In your mind, what is something that you want to see happen? Who's the guy that you actually want that could be realistic for the New York Jets here at quarterback? No, I really don't know. Um, my guess would be I would try to get Derek Carr and Greg Olson, mm-hmm. who who his he was his offensive coordinator slash head coach. Talk about that. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. I would get them yep. as a yep. tandem. Yep. yep. That's mm-hmm. where I would go. Um, an experienced play caller, experienced quarterback, mm-hmm. and maybe Zach can I don't know sit back and see see what happens. Then I then I wouldn't bring maybe I would not bring back Mike White. But if you bring mm-hmm. in like a Rogers or or you sign Lamar and it's going to take a lot and try to sign Quinnen, that's going to take a lot mm-hmm. of your money up. 
uh, car might be a little okay. bit more reasonable. Because we have an offensive okay. line that's in shambles, too. We need some pieces. Yeah. And some linebackers yeah. that can tackle. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're, you're speaking back. So before I let you go, before I let you mm-hmm. go, Derek Carr could be the guy. I, I talked about him. Before I let you go quickly, Quentin Williams wants a new deal. Would you be willing to give him 25 per? Sure. Yep. Okay. In a heartbeat. All right. He's the guy. Okay. You know, Chris Jones, and there's mm-hmm. only a handful of these guys, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. Quinnen's earned it. Quinnen is – I heard a stat today that Quinnen is younger than Michael Clemens, who just came out of, mm-hmm. <laughs> came out of college. Quinnen's younger wow. than him. He's been playing for two or three okay. years already. Quinnen's a beast. Yeah. And he's, a, I mean, yeah. homegrown, and I think he wants to be a Jet. And he's, he's right. certainly earned his Listen. contract. Listen, Ted, it's been phenomenal speaking with you tonight. We got callers. I got to slide off. Thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, you all already right, know. Joe. I want to hear from you, all right? All right, Joe. Take care, Joe. All right. Absolutely. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Everyone, please be patient. Believe me, we will get to everybody. Salutes to all the savages in the chat going off. Keep asking those questions. I love going back and forth with y'all as well. And we'll come to you guys in a second because we've got a lot of callers on the line and we'll get to everybody. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up no matter where you're watching me from. Subscribe to the stream if you have not already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, share the stream with your friends and your family along your social media. I love connecting with people that way, all right? So we're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill. Bill, I'm coming directly to you, Rich, June, Angelo, other callers as well. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Salutes to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Bill, we are talking Jets, man. Michael LaFleur has walked away. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets offensive coordinator position now that he's gone? How are you feeling about it, man? Do you feel that this uh, this job here at the Jets OC is attractive? Do you feel like we'll be able to lure a top guy coming in here? Joe, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Definitely. Um, Happy New Year to you. I hope you did. I hope you did the, the little finger quotes when you said he uh, walked away from us because I think he was kind of showing the door. But different story. Anyway, yeah, this is a great opportunity for someone. I think the biggest issue, and, and, and a lot of people have problems with Lafleur. I didn't have problems with Lafleur. He, he, he. I thought he wasn't aggressive. Like you take a look at Salah, you take a look at Joe Douglas. Those guys are aggressive guys, and he was a finesse guy. He was. Really, you know, mirrored a lot of the Kyle Shanahan setting guys up, setting up the team, setting your plays up for the second half, you know, do, just kind of setting up patterns. And, and when it got down to it, when he got to the goal line, he needed to play smash mouth. He just wasn't really familiar with that. And I think that was a missing element. I think that may have been what really kind of sunk the boat. And a lot of people think that there were a lot of okay development of Zach, all these other things that they think went into the process. At the end of the day, you have the coordinator draws up the plans, calls the plays. I don't know how much time he has to spend with an individual quarterback to train him. I think that's something that we're kind of overlooking, and that's why the QB quarterback uh, uh, coach vacancy is there yeah. because, yeah, yeah, it was a big, big, big uh, lapse in, in working there. But, yeah, that's a separate issue. Yeah. But, Sella the talked about that. Well. Is... Sella discussed. Yeah, Sella discussed as well. I don't mean to cut you off, but Sella also discussed as well that they're looking for a senior offensive assistant to work with the Jets, you know, to work with whoever the Jets quarterback is, mainly probably for Zach Wilson as well. Because when Knapp yeah. and, you know, passed away, you know, rest in peace to Coach Knapp, 
there was really nobody there to kind of pick up the slack. They brought in Calabrese, and he was working with different guys. But, again, that senior offensive assistant is definitely going to be in that room. And Sella also said that one of the reasons why he didn't bring this guy in was because – or bring somebody else in was because he wanted – you know, didn't want a lot of voices. He wanted a quiet QB room, but looking at the situation yeah. probably wasn't the best. But continue on. I, I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, you you you, you nailed. I mean, you, you filled in the blanks right there. That makes it makes my point even more. Uh, you know, I'm just more forceful behind that point. That right now for the the offensive coordinator, you need to get someone in who is experienced, aggressive, flexible, mm-hmm. um, and they're gonna have to get someone. I think you know, in terms of who can they get, I, I don't know names off the top of my head. I haven't looked at a lot of the guys out there. I heard. Joe Brady, who would be a disaster, and I would not be excited about him at all. But <laughs> when you take a look at, yeah, when you take a look at what what they have to offer, I mean, obviously the team is aggressive. They have a great, yeah. a great locker room. They they pick each of these guys, yeah. hand pick guys, character guys, guys who want to win. They put a lot of work into the roster in terms of getting the right types of guys. They just have to have the right types mm-hmm. of uh, people teaching these guys. And now, uh, you know, every day it's a different position coaches being let go in. When you take a look at it at the end of the day, you know, the coordinator comes up with the game plan and the position coach has to teach these guys. And we just see too many errors, too many penalties to think that the position coaches are really being effective because, you know, there's only so much you can put on the coordinator. He's calling the plays. But, you know, when you're sitting there and you're going over, okay, what are we supposed to do in this situation? That's a position coach. And across the board, mm-hmm. I think we all can agree that they, they just everyone's underperformed. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the situation here, and you're bringing up some great points, when you talk about the position coaches and all these things, were you shocked that Robert Sella basically came out and said they're not committed to bringing in a certain scheme, that they just want to bring in, you know, a guy that they feel is right, and they're not committed to bringing in a guy that already basically runs the scheme that we have. So I would think that you get rid of Mike LaFleur, you want to bring somebody else in that already runs the Shanahan scheme because, again, it's going to take time to adjust. Do you think uh-huh. – were you surprised hearing that? And also, were you when you look at the situation, if they don't bring in this same scheme, are you concerned that the New York Jets offense could possibly take a step back next year with all the miscommunications that we could possibly see when implementing said new scheme? Yeah. I mean, just – I should have recorded what you said and just played it back. I feel the same way. How are you going to get a quarterback – you're concerned about your quarterback's progression. He's been with the offensive yeah. coordinator in the scheme for two years – has it performed? And, and, and I might add, the, the issues that we're seeing are the same issues he's had on all the draft reports that you've read for, about Zach, the issues he had in terms of under pressure, uh, not making decisions, yeah. getting the ball out late. These are things that we knew going in. So you think that when you draft a guy who has these project issues, you would have had a plan in place to address them. But you mm-hmm. know, the plan was not put in place. Right? He wasn't taking the plan. At the end of the day, yeah. You know, you can have all the great plans to get these guys in to think they can fix them somehow, but if he doesn't get it, he's not going to get it. So I don't know why yeah. you go ahead and bring in a whole new scheme. The guy was having mm-hmm. issues before. Now he's got to focus on his footwork and, and, and not being afraid to get hit and all these other things and learn a new scheme. So I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's kind of it's showing me more and more. I feel more and more that you know, maybe Salah would have liked us to work a little bit differently, maybe – he got word that Woody kind of wanted things a certain way also because a lot of it doesn't make a lot of mm. sense if you're looking to grow your yeah. team over the long term. Like before the season yep. started, we had uh, – I think Vegas said we should win five games, five and a half was the line or whatever. We won seven games, almost made the playoffs. Maybe it would have been better off if we didn't get that close. We were maybe got four or five wins because then the timeline of progression would have been like, okay, we're going, we're building on a thing because now this seems like it's the – we're starting fresh, like you said. We got everyone up – up the scheme, if you don't get a guy who has yep. a Shanahan 
style offense, and, and it's always going to be kind of different anyway. So I'm I'm kind of nervous about that. I'm kind of nervous. I'm I'm, I'm hoping they can bring someone in who's, who's experienced, who knows how to bring in a simple offense, simplify it so that, you know, he can understand that at certain points we have to be a little more simplistic. And I'm even a problem, like I said, with shit, with uh, Lafleur was he was just got too cute. He got too mm-hmm. he got too funky. He had guys you know guys in motion all over the place. Guys went over the place. It's just like mm-hmm. line up and snap the guy in the mouth in front of you. That's let's play football that way. Yeah. All of the fancy no, stuff yeah. he gets these the errors, gets the guys getting confused, guys missing blocks, yeah. and then you have these problems. So yeah. it's simpler might be better in this case, and we might have to go simple because we're bringing in another offense that everyone's going to have to learn quickly and in a year where it's playoffs or a lot of changes are going to be made. Yeah, you're right. There was a times again, LaFleur would just get too cute, and uh, we saw where that happens. Now, my final question before I let you go, Bill, because you've been bringing in some heat, you look at the New York Jets quarterback situation right now, in your opinion, do you think the New York Jets should go after a guy like Lamar and Aaron Rodgers, or what do you think the, the Jets should do as you're sitting right now? Is Carr a realistic option for you? Uh, as a Jets fan, is that a guy you want? Who are you looking at? I'm not a huge car fan. I think at this point, I think Aaron Rodgers would be a guy I would get behind. He's got the experience. He's he's moody, but that's fine. I think New York is good for moody people. It's New York. He, I think he'd fit in being kind of quirky. Um, I think we need a guy for a couple of years while we can do the right thing and pick up a, 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 a maybe if there's a way to get Mike White on the contract and have him sit as a number two to sit behind. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's a pretty decent quarterback room to have those two guys together for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the biggest issue that we have to keep in mind is that the team is ready to go. So all these draft picks, everyone's worried about, oh, we have to get these draft picks. We don't need draft picks. We have a team that's ready to go. We just need a quarterback. So the draft picks, if they're something that we need to use to get those to get that quarterback, who cares? We're not going to draft a quarterback who's going to be ready to, 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 to win next year. So a lot of mm-hmm. these People getting hung up on, oh, two first round, three first. It doesn't matter. The team needs to get someone who can sit in and lead a team, especially if we have a new coordinator. You need a quarterback who's going to be able to sit in there and work with these guys and be on the same page with the coordinator. Something Zach had an issue with because he was still trying to figure out a lot of other things. Mike White did a great job. The reason they got Mike White is because he played in two different systems at two different colleges. So they knew he was a smart guy and he could pick up and, and run with them. He saw that the team fell behind him immediately and they're all confident. So you need yeah. a quarterback like that who's going to come in. Guys will be confident. He can go ahead and lead. He's done it before. So as much as Derek Carr has a skill set and he may have had a lot of issues, um, you know, circumstantial issues happening and the Raiders and so forth, they, I, I don't know if that's a guy's going to come in off the bat and guys can relate to in that locker room um, that, where they can just get behind him immediately in a new system, new coordinator, and just go with it. And I, I think that's the guy they kind of have to, have to go with. It's not a long-term solution. The guy's he's like 40 years old now. You get two more years out of him. I think that's all you really need. But I think before – Are you talking about Derek uh, Carr? Any, no, Derek Carr, I, I don't are think you, he's he's as – the front of Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's not – oh, well, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is definitely 40. Uh, you know, we got to figure out. Carr is 32. But I tell you what, if you bring in Greg Olson, I can see them bringing in Carr. Olson and Carr have a history. Uh, you know, he was there again – I know people want to dump on Carr, and they don't think he's that great. I'm, I'm here on the West Coast. I watch Carr. There's been a lot of I'm with the Raiders that people do. Oh, yeah, I, I know. You, you are too, but a lot of people a lot of people aren't. I'm sure you've watched the, the Raiders as well here. Listen, there's been a lot of issues with the Raiders, a lot of issues with the Raiders. 
And it has been a circus over there at times, right? A lot of dysfunction. They have stuff, you know, going on with Gruden, and they got rid of him. Even uh, Mayock and his drafts haven't haven't produced, haven't been the, the greatest, right? But Carr has been a guy that has been solid. Real talk, he's been solid, and I think that he could come here and find a home. All right. Now, do I think he's Lamar Jackson? No. Okay. Do I think he's even Aaron Rodgers? No. But do I think that he's a guy that can come in here and be solid and be what we need? Yes. Derek Carr would be the best quarterback on the team if he came here today. If you say so, I will go with you. I will go with you on that. <laughs> one, one condition. One condition. Go ahead. Yeah, go give me the last word. One condition, <laughs> one condition for Derek Carr is you have go to ahead. teach him not to cry in press conferences. Oh, my. No, no crying. <laughs> we can't have that. New York media will destroy Come on. You know, fan base will destroy him. We can't have that. Jesus, All right. Jesus, but last emotion, point I wanted to bring up is. Last ahead, point I wanted to bring is the offensive line. Everyone, everyone's trying to kill the team for not having a good season. The offensive line continuity was horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. They played together about seventy-five percent of the snaps. The top five linemen. That's I mean, yeah. the average was like eighty-five percent for the league. So everyone keeps forgetting the fact that musical chairs out there with injuries, and then not, not to even consider that we had the two top guys, Britt Tucker and, and Beckham, mm-hmm. were, were out of the, the uh, for all season. So. Hey, we got to pump the brakes on just throwing everything out because we had a bad season in a lot of circumstances. Obviously, we wanted better, but when you start with no offensive line, you can't block guys who are just getting to know each other every day. That's a mm-hmm. different lineup every week. You know, we just can't win that way. So mm-hmm. consistency yeah. there. We get our guys back. We need some more depth on the offensive line of guys who are not just journeyman guys who are just plug-and-play bodies because we need well, we need the plug-and-play mm-hmm. bodies to protect your quarterback so that you have some confidence. Zach was – yeah. Yeah, he he wasn't he was not the solution, but it was worse when he was under pressure all the time. So you know we we have to address that as well as the quarterback, and we'll be in the yeah. tape. Absolutely, we'll do that. Listen, Bill, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one. All right, you the man. All right, have a good one. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. The lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody, believe me. Next, I'm going to my guy, June. June, I'm coming directly to you, Rich, Chris, other callers. Be patient. Believe me. We'll get to you in a second. June, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Listen, we are talking Jets. Jets. What's going on, man? Listen, we're talking Jets. We're talking the offensive coordinator position here. We're talking quarterbacks. Give me your thoughts, man. Mike LaFleur now gone. How do you think the Jets will solve this issue here at OC? Who do you think will actually be able to bring in here uh, to, you know, uh, continue to move us forward offensively and make us better? Well, let me say this. Um, I think it was the right move to move on from the floor. We had to. And um, the reason why, to be totally honest with you, was that Minnesota game sealed it for me. Not running the board mm-hmm. from the one-yard line like that, throwing passes, reminded me of, of Bevel out there in Seattle who they're talking about for us. I don't want Bevel. He didn't even give it to Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line, move on from him. I got some sleepers. I've been, you know, you heard when Salah said he's casting a wide net for the search, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I want to name you three offensive coordinators that are, I think you heard of one of them for sure. You heard of Brian Johnson out there in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. People keep mm-hmm. saying he's done experience. People don't understand that when he was at the Florida Gators from 2018 to 2020, they had the most prolific passing offense in college football when he was the offensive coordinator. 
at almost 400 yards okay. a game. So the man can coach often. Like he, you know, he ain't, he ain't wet behind the ears. Maybe in the NFL he ain't do it yet, but he, he is an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator who came out from college. The other one is, 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 is somebody that if we're going to go the experience route, right, because it looks like that's what they're talking, don't sleep mm-hmm. on Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is a sleeper pick. I think that mm. man knows his stuff. He caught a bad rap in Chicago, but his first year in Chicago, he went 12 and 4 before mm-hmm. a suspect team. He's down there in Kansas City again with his mentor, Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid coaches come out good. He can be a nice OC for us. I like Matt Nagy. And he goes another sleeper. If, if we're going to still develop Zach Wilson, right? Why not mm-hmm. bring in a sleeper guy like Shane Day, who has been tasked with developing Justin Herbert? He's the man behind mm-hmm. Justin Herbert out there in San Diego. He's been with him since they drafted him. He's, he's successful because of Shane Day. That's a sleeper dude. I, I expect us to pull somebody in of that caliber. I don't think that we're going to get a Frank Reich, which, which I, I think he's overhyped, to be honest. But I don't think Frank Reich mm. ain't coming down here, nobody like that. But I do like the Shane mm. Day. I love the Brian Johnson kid from Philly, and I, I will be happy with, with a Matt Nagy. Okay. Listen, June, and you're bringing up some, some great guys, especially Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, we all know from that Chiefs uh, you know, line. And, again, he's called plays at, at this level, which is, would be huge, bringing in a veteran coordinator. Now, my question for you is, and I want to play this game with you as well, you talk about all these guys, right? But there's a lot of things going on swirling around the Jets. You might have to end up coaching Zach Wilson. Uh, there, there's questions about you know, possibly playoff mandate, job security being here. Because if the Jets don't make the playoffs next year – Woody could end up scrubbing and cleaning house, right? So if I'm Matt Nash, Absolutely. right, I'm the guy that you want. I'm the guy that you want, June. I'm going to make you be Joe Douglas. I want you to tell me why I should come in here. Why? What are you going to tell me that's going to entice me to want to be the Jets' next offensive coordinator? Give me your well, here's the reality. What's your spiel, man? Go ahead. I got you. Here's the reality. There ain't no place better than winning in New York. You win in New York, you become a legend forever. Joe Namath still gets free hamburgers everywhere he goes in New York. You know, if you win in New York, you win in New York. Also, Mm -hmm. the Jets had the fourth overall best defense in the NFL last year. We're going to be top three again this year. We have an incredible defense. Mm. If we average, and everybody knows this, any real Jets fan knows this, if we average the league, Average of 22 points a game, we would have been 11. We would have at least won 11 games this year. So we don't need much. You don't need to come in here and be, you know, the revolutionary Bill Walsh from the 49ers with the West Coast when he first brought. You don't need to do all that. Just come down here, score some points. We have a young, talented roster. Look at our receivers. We got Elijah Moore, who was underutilized by LaFleur. We have mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, by far probably one of the best three young wide receivers in the NFL right now. Right? We got mm-hmm. a breach hall. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Michael Carter, who was also underutilized. And mm-hmm. this is key, though. This is key. We have to bring in a quarterback. Nobody's going to come if they have to turn around Zach Wilson. That's, that's a project. Mm. Mm. That's a tough project and a tough sell. I'm going to be real with you. Okay. I don't know, I don't okay. know if no. I can convince the thoroughbred to come down, but Zach Wilson's still here. We got to bring in a vet. We got to bring in a vet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Look, those are all great, great points there. I like every single one of those. I can see an offensive coordinator being convinced by you to, you know, come on in after that talk. Now, there's also some stuff that's gone on as well on the other side of the football, right? Quinn Williams has talked, come out and talked about wanting a new deal before April. What are your thoughts about that situation? Do you think the Jets will be able to get that done? 
And if so, if you're looking at this situation, where do you think we, we land with him? How many million do you think he'll get per year? Well, well, let's say this, right? Let's look at it this way. When, when they always talk about an MVP on a team, right, I always say to myself, mm-hmm. what would that team be without that player? That's like, like, mm-hmm. like what, what, what are the Dallas Mavericks without that incredible young point guard, right? What, what, you know, mm-hmm. what, yeah. Well, you know, what what are the Lakers without LeBron? You know, you need you need the you need the MVP. Every team has one. What is the mm-hmm. new, what is the New York Jets defense without Q Dog? Mm. Okay. Nothing. Yeah, it don't so, matter. Source yeah. Gardner out there covering. You can't cover for forty five minutes if we ain't putting no pressure. Mm-hmm. You gotta show him the money. He's the best young defensive so, tackle in the NFL. Okay, so would you be okay with the Jets giving him twenty three per per year? Would that be all right? I I I I'll be okay with us going up to twenty five if we had to, because okay. because okay. we have to let go of Lawson and, and let and let and let the other young boy already come up already coming off that edge like an animal. Um, mm-hmm. who's the, we've been holding him back for years. We're using sparingly. What's his name? Um, Huff. We gotta let Huff. You talk about Barstow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bring in, let, let Huff take over for Lawson. Get rid of Lawson, and Franklin Myers has to take a pay cut. We got to do whatever it takes. You got to sign okay. Williams. You, you cannot. You okay. lose Williams, our defense goes back to average. Okay. Now, now, June, you're bringing some hot, some fire right now. So before I let you go, man, you talked a little bit about the Jets quarterback position, not dealing with Zach Wilson, not moving forward with him. So what quarterback are you looking to see the Jets end up with? What guy do you think okay. will realistically be able to attract to get in here, or what kind of move do you think we'll be able to make? All right, let me say this. When it comes to the quarterback position, any Jets fan who is saying, I don't want Lamar Jackson, I don't want Aaron Rodgers, just stop, stop watching the Jets. Stop it. If, if there's mm. a possibility we can get one of those two beasts, let's stop being foolish. Let's go out there and get them. Let's stop it. Mm. Okay, that makes it the automatic Super Bowl contender, Lamar Jackson, or my man, Aaron DeBeast Rogers. Automatic Super Bowl contender if we get one of those. Are we, we going to get okay. one of those? Slim, the chances are slim to none. It's going to be very hard. We're yeah. going to have to give up a Probably cheap ransom happening. for any of them. So yep. Yep. who do I think fits us perfectly? And we don't need the, oh, the OC to come along with him. But, you know, I like the chip on his shoulder. I like the way he said goodbye to his fans. Um, give me Derek Carr with the chip on his shoulder. Okay. Okay. Me, and, and he's going okay. to get him because let me tell you what's going to happen. They can't, they can't trade him because he has a no-trade clause. All he got to do is sit back and wait to get cut. And then there's a bidding war, and we got money to go. We got the money. Mm-hmm. You heard Woody. Well, we got, yeah, Woody got the yeah. money. Well, I mean, he has to sign off on the no-trade clause. There's, there's teams that he could trade that they could trade him to where I, I believe he could sign off. But you're right. They're going to be looking for some, some, you know, some capital and back, but – he definitely can control where he goes, and I think he's one of the most likely guy to come here. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's phenomenal, but we'd have to give up a king's ransom for him. I think the the Browns ended up trading something like uh, a couple of first-round picks. I think with three first-round picks, one-third, yeah. and uh, two fourth-round picks, and then they ended up giving him 40, $46 million per. I think Lamar Jackson yeah, would no. want a lot more than that, probably $50 million per. And the, the talent is there. It's off the charts. But I'm just wondering if we'll be able to make that happen. We can absolutely, you know, manipulate the cap, but we've we got to see what's happening going forward. But if there's a well, likelihood of getting him, especially with what we're saying right. with Woody Johnson, he wants to spin big. But go ahead. Give me your final, final well, word. I'll give you the final word on that. Right, let me say this. 
let me say this. If there's a way it can be done, I trust Joe can get it done if there's a way. But mm-hmm. what? name me a quarterback, and you're going to know this, who has played with more dysfunction than Derek Carr out there in the uh, Talk about it. Talk about it. So if that, that man can handle, <laughs> you know, if that man can handle that dysfunctioning out there with that mess of a coach they got, that guy ain't no coach. You put him back on the OC. He's not a coach. Everybody knows he's not a coach. Yeah. I mean, he can yeah. handle all that. Come on down here, Derek. We don't, you don't need to do all that. All you got to do is just get the ball out your hands quick and put it in these junk playmakers' hands. I promise you, if you get Derek Carr, we'll touch on this next year. God bless us for life. If we get Derek mm-hmm. Carr, we're going to be at least an 11-12 win team with Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking facts. Listen, June, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I'm sure I want to hear from you, man. I really like your takes. You have yourself a good one, all right, my friend? You as well, my brother. God bless you. All right, same to you. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Colin. We're going to go to Rich. Hopefully Rich calls back in. But Colin, salutes to you. You know, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. For those of you that do not know, Colin, oh, he's a savage, man. <laughs> And he's also a hater. For those of y'all that don't know, he is a hater as well. Let's keep it real, okay? <laughs> he stay hating, all right? What's up, Colin Joe? Stay What's hating. up? Salute to you, Colin. I want to thank Joe. you for calling in. Listen, we're talking about the Jets. We're talking about everything yeah. right now, man. Give me your thoughts. Mike LaFleur is out. Do you feel like you scapegoated? Let me just say really quick. Um, I was so happy that we lost to Miami. I didn't give a shit about the one. Oh, excuse my language, Joe. Well, watch, watch your language. Watch um, your language. Family show. I, I was glad we lost to Miami because I hate the Patriots, and they didn't get in because we lost the game. So, yep, <laughs> hater. I was very happy Miami won. Um, the oh, win wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to make anyone's job. Any safer, it wasn't gonna make Lafleur safe, safe or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know what? What I want to say really quick though, Joe, um, about Quinn and Williams, because I know you you talk about mm-hmm. Quinn. Um, yeah. And this, this this is from a management perspective. I do not see them signing Quinn before the draft. I I, I wow. I'm almost certain it's not going to happen. Um, and I'll tell okay. you why, because we, you know, to pay him 23, 24, 25 million, you know, like Joe, Joe Douglas has expressed before, he's not a reckless spender. Um, yeah. So I, I think what's going to happen is with that 13th pick in that draft, um, there's two defensive tackles that can possibly fall to us. And mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that if this guy – if one of them falls to us, I can see them drafting a defensive tackle and trading mm-hmm. Quinnen as well. Um, wow. So one, one, I don't think he's going to get signed before the draft. I think they're going to wait to see okay. what happens, how the draft plays out. And if they're able okay. to get one of those top two defensive tackles, they're going to draft one of those guys, and they're going to trade Quinnen. Um, well, here, so here's my, my thing. Here's my th- Hold on. Hold on, Colin. And I hear what you're saying. And first off, again, uh, uh, 
Quentin Williams is also an AP pro, uh, AP Sports All Pro first teamer as well. Him and Sauce Garner mm-hmm. made the uh, the AP Sports uh, All Pro first team. CJ Mosley the second uh, second team as well. Uh, NFL PA All Pro team. Uh, we saw Justin Hardy make as well on that. So when you look at the situation there, I don't agree with that take because. Mm-hmm. Quentin Williams, first off, he's an all-pro guy. Second off, you see the impact that he's had on the field, right? Everything he's done for us this year, sack leader, wreaking havoc, all that stuff. And he's also a team guy. Then when you look at that situation, if you let him walk or you trade him, what does that say about how you treat guys that you brought into the building, right? Of course, Douglas didn't draft him, but he still was drafted by the New York Mm -hmm. Jets. And we've seen him wreak havoc here. I don't think you move on from him because there's no guarantee that any of those guys you draft are going to be what he is. That's first off. Second off, the first round pick should not be spent on a defensive tackle. It should absolutely be spent on this offensive line. We have issues on the other side of the ball at tackle that are just out of your mind, like glaring, right? Our offensive line stinks, okay? From right tackle, there's questions at left tackle as well. Uh, you have to address those situations. Hell, I, I take a linebacker in the first round before I take a defensive tackle without just, you know, well, before I bring back Quentin Williams. There's so many holes yeah, in this football maybe. team that you must fix. Hell, there's a center. We need a center. We just talk about tackles. I'm talking about tackles. We need a center. Connor McGovern stinks. There's so many issues along the line that you have to sure up. And we're talking about our issues offensively. You must do more to pour into the offensive side of the ball to sure that up. We can't run the football. We can't protect our quarterback properly. We've seen this all, we've seen this all year. No, that capital needs to be spent on an offensive lineman to come in here and handle business. Yeah, I, Give me your thoughts I can on that. See them drafting, uh, I could see them drafting the uh, O-line, but there's probably only one guy that's worth a top 20 pick, so they may have mm-hmm. to trade back, you know, if they're going to do that. Um, but there's, there's going to be a lot of value at that 13 pick. Um, and they mm-hmm. can always address tackle, you know, tackle in the second round, third round, whatever, because, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed that Beckton comes back healthy. He lost a lot of weight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Veritaka is going to come back as well. So, and we, we can address those issues as well, you know, in free agency. So there's options there. But, yeah, but, you know, when, when, when there's so, so, talented but guys you, coming out why? of the draft, yeah, and I, and I hear your take there, and I don't mean to cut you off, but then if you're talking about addressing tackle and free agency, we all know free agency, you're going to pay out of your nose for certain positions, and offensive line, particularly tackle, is one of them. We need a left tackle. I know people, I know you just said Makai Becton, he's going to come back, he's going to be healthy. There's no guarantee he's going to be healthy. And everyone knows I love Makai Becton. Mm-hmm. He's next to me, right? He, he hasn't played football but in like two years. He's been, he's been hurt. Right. Last year he tried to come, or this past season he tried to come back, had another issue with the knee, and I know that there was weight concerns, but uh, you know supposedly again we've seen him. He looked like he's lost the weight, but there's no guarantee that he's going to come back and be healthy. And even when he was, you know, healthy that rookie year, he missed a lot of time that year too due to certain injuries. I mean, he had a, yeah. a chest injury, he had a shoulder injury, he's had multiple injuries. So you, there's no way you can go into next season thinking I can depend on Makai Beck to be fully healthy. Because that's what we tried to do this season, and no, guess it, what? We had yeah. Fant, and we had a, with uh, with with Dwayne Brown starting it. There was a lot of shuffling there because he was gone before the season even started. So yeah, we don't we don't have to de- we don't have to depend on Beckton, and then draft there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we we don't have to depend on Beckton, but you know when when I when I look at like 
you know, like what the mock draft would look like. Um, you know, there's, there's one tackle that probably will go before the 13th pick, but then after that, the next best guy is probably not going to go until, you know, the mid-20s. So that's what I'm saying, that 13th pick, you know, we could, mm-hmm. do a, we could do a lot of damage on that 13th pick if we stay at that pick. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But the other thing is the quarterback situation. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. You know, we, you know, everyone says we, we are a quarterback away from getting to the playoffs, potentially, you know, get, in, get into the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if, if this team is serious about getting, you know, championship, get into the Super Bowl, me personally, I think you go out and you figure out what you need to do to bring in Aaron Rodgers. I know people are talking about Derek Carr, wow. Garoppolo, all these guys. I don't think these guys are going to get you to the Super Bowl. Uh, if we're going to go out and spend money to get a guy, mm-hmm. to get us somewhere, go go get the best guy. And the, okay. and the best guy available is going to be Aaron Rodgers. So don't 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 settle for second best. You know, Carr. Well, well, I mean, yeah, but there's no guarantee yeah. he's going to get us to a Super Bowl. Um, but okay. I feel so like my, with my Aaron question. Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So my my question then becomes for you, right? Aaron Rodgers, forty year old guy, you're going to be paying him fifty million dollars mm-hmm. per year. Are you willing to? You said, hey, you want to go out there, you want to get him. In your mind, he's the best quarterback. Are you basically willing to give up two to possibly three first-round picks for him? I don't, I don't know. Plus if that a would little be, bit more? Um, the amount, yeah, I don't know if that would be the amount of picks given his age that, that you know, the Packers would, would want that much. But, um, I think you know, that it could be that. I mean, it, we've seen guys get – we've seen guys with less talent, right, get – get traded for quite a bit, right? And then you look at Aaron Rodgers, not only are you looking at a guy that's still solid in this league, he can still play, like, at a high level, yeah. but he's a staple there in exactly. Green Bay. You get rid of him, it's like he's, I mean, he is Green Bay. <laughs> so if they're moving on from him, yeah, well, you're going to have to give up capital. You're looking at probably maybe two, maybe three first-rounders, and maybe, you know, maybe a third-round pick you add that in there. That's possibly what you could end up giving up for him. Go ahead, and you got to pay him 50 yeah, million. Go ahead. He he don't want to be there. That that's the bottom line. He doesn't want to be there. Um, so the fact that he doesn't want to be there might might you know give some kind of leverage. But you know at the same time, you know if you go get Lamar Jackson, you're spending a boatload of money, which yeah you already saw the trend with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Jackson. So you know I love Lamar, but I don't think I'm going to pay. I'm paying him fifty million to come quarterback for the Jets. Um, yeah, but like, isn't like that said, a different I, situation? I get a guy. Um, I mean, that, that's a different situation, though, too, it, because when you, yeah. you look at Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's a young guy, right? And he's extremely talented, right? He's been an MVP before. We've seen him go out there on the field and handle business, and he's a legitimate weapon, not just his arm, but with his feet. I don't think the New York Jets have – the New York Jets don't have that type of ability at quarterback. I don't think we've had that type of ability. I mean, not not with the feet. There's been a – I can't even think of a guy we've had with that type of feet as far as quarterback, the guy that can run and make the plays that he's making. But the, the, his ability to throw from the pocket is off the charts as well. With him here, I mean, you would be on the steps of a Super Bowl because that's the piece that we're missing. And everybody talked about that this year. You look at the situation, this is a top five defense. You plug Lamar Jackson into this offense, you plug him into this offense, the Jets are – they're on the door. They're knocking at the door. 
They're knocking at the door. Yeah, Our offense I mean, will completely change with him being in there. Go ahead. I, I, like I said, I love Lamar. Um, mm-hmm. But the way the way I'm viewing it, Joe, is you get you get Aaron Rodgers in here. You keep Zach Wilson. You get Rodgers for like two years, and you know, hopefully, Zach can sit behind Rodgers, learn, and then take over this team. You know, two years from okay. now, and we're still going to have a guy that's probably going to be what 23, 24, 25, if that mm-hmm. much. Um, so that's how mm-hmm. I'm viewing it. If you get in Lamar, you, you're not keeping Zach Wilson on this team. What's the point? You know, you, yeah. Lamar's young still. So, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I think you know that's why I'm leaning towards getting Rodgers. You get Rodgers, I think you know you you have a established quarterback. That will definitely get us into the playoffs. Probably even get us an AFC championship. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we'll we'll see how it play out. Um, yeah. And as far as like the OC, like I feel like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you you need to establish who your quarterback is before you can just go hire an OC because you're not going to hire an OC that can't coach Lamar, or you're not going to hire mm-hmm. an OC that can't coach Aaron Rodgers, right? I think you want to. Mm-hmm. Well, get your yeah, quarterback I, situation intact first. Well, I, and, and that's going to be one of the biggest adversities to attracting an offensive coordinator here. I think it actually should be the opposite, where you should get an offensive coordinator to then establish who your quarterback is. Because you establish the scheme, depending on what a quarterback's strengths or negatives is, is going to depend on how he performs within the scheme. That's how it works, right? Like if you look at, okay, look at Zach Wilson, for instance. If you're asking him at this point to be in a scheme that asks him to decipher defenses and get the ball out of his hands quickly, from what we've seen, he don't, he don't fit the scheme for that. <laughs> no, right, right now, right, right so, now, his strength is what? His strength is rolling outside, launching the football down the field, using that arm, playing just to the wall football. You get an offensive coordinator that can adjust his scheme to do that or an offensive coordinator that has a scheme that asks him to do that, then boom, you might see a little bit more success out of him. You know, and we see that right. in different places. So you want to get your offensive coordinator in here to then figure out, hey, what is the scheme that you can do run to move forward? But with the quarterback situation here, they're going to have to be committed to Zach Wilson because or they're going to have to be committed to fixing Zach Wilson because the coaching staff and everyone else has said that they are going to stick with Zach Wilson through hell or high water and coach him until they get something out of him. Not saying he's going to be the starter. But they're saying, hey, mm-hmm. this is the kid but, that we're going, you're going to have to fix. That's the biggest issue to bringing an offensive coordinator here. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the last one. So, so in that case, then, you, you have to hire an OC that's going to be able to work with Zach Wilson and whoever the veteran yep. quarterback you bring in is going to have mm-hmm. to play the same scheme as well, be able to play the same scheme. So you can't just throw out names mm-hmm. like, you know, I want Garoppolo, I want Carr, I want, you know, Lamar. You got to you're going to have to find the right quarterback that's going to be able to fit that scheme as well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, though. So, you know, yeah. we, we, we're just going to have to speculate for now. But um, like I said, I don't think we're going to be signing Quinnen before draft day. Well, so it's going to be final. interesting. <laughs> Listen, Colin, I want I, I hear we'll re- you. I want to we'll thank rewind you for calling in. I, your, um, <laughs> I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, all right? <laughs> all right. All right, Jeff. Take care, buddy. All right.
Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please be patient. We will get to everybody. Trust me, the lines are hot. Next, I'm going to my guy, BK. BK, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, other callers as well. We'll get to you in a second. Salutes to you, What's BK. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that don't know BK, oh, he's a savage. <laughs> What's going on? Listen, Michael Floor is gone, my friend. All right. What are your thoughts about him departing the New York Jets? We have a hole there at the offensive coordinator position. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like Michael Floor was scapegoated? Well, listen, there's some truth to that. Like, yeah, he he was scapegoated because two things. One, Zach Wilson, we saw, we, we watched the games. The guy was not proficient mm-hmm. at making easy plays. Easy plays, Mm-mm. right now. Yeah. Now, look, 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 oh. look, Floor did make mistakes in games. He had, he did. He, look, no doubt, he did. But here's the mm-hmm. thing: with Zach Wilson in the in the game, as the season went on, teams figured him out very quickly, and they could not move the football. And mm-hmm. you know, credit though Michael Floor because listen, when they had Brees, when they had Brees Hall, the offense was moving. Okay, so. Yes, he's a little bit of a scapegoat. Has he made some mistakes? He has. But, um, you know, so for me, man, let's get the right OC in here right now. We are, we at where we at. Get the right OC in there right mm-hmm. now and then get the quarterback. Okay. And I hear you, and I want to go right there with you, BK. Who's the right OC yep. in your mind at this point? Mm, who's the right? What what are, what are some of the people on the, that's out there that, they, that they've probably been looking at or what's that's, oh, that's you, available? You know, you know? We can go down my list. All right. I started off with yeah. Gary Kubiak because I would like to see yeah. us continue with the Shanahan system. But I understand why some people are like, ah, he's probably not because he's been away from football for a little bit. Some people talking about mm-hmm. Frank Reich, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people saying that's a pipe dream, but he's quite a pipe dream. He can come in here. He can work with Zach. He can, if, if he can't help mm-hmm. Zach, then nobody can, right? Then you right. also got Mike, uh, you got Matt Nagy out there. I just talked with a caller about him too, Matt Nagy, coming from that Chiefs, uh, you know, coaching tree. He's been a head coach as well before. Uh, there's other guys out there as well. Jim Bob Cooter, Cliff Kingsbury. Some people dreaming about him, especially yeah. with the Jets coming out you saying know. that there's uh, they have yeah. no attachment to a certain system. I mean, there's names out there, man. What are your thoughts? Right. So, so, so the two names that stick out is Gary Kubiak and then probably Frank Wright, only because they've had success. I mean, Gary Kubiak kind of like started this whole this whole system. And I think that he would get the respect of the players and he can kind of, you know, um, control the offensive side of football, like really control it. Keith Kingsborough, I don't, I don't want him. I don't, I don't see him as a guy that can really take control of the offensive room and the offensive coordinator. I don't see him as that guy. He, he might be a good play caller, but I, I, I rather mm-hmm. think a guy like Gary Kubiak or even Matt Nagy. So that would be a three on my list. Would be Kubiak will be first. He's been away from football, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. God, the guy understands the game. He he truly does, mm-hmm. right? And then okay. and then you have Frank Wright, who's actually been a quarterback, understands the game, and he's a little bit more mature. He's a little older than uh, he's older than uh, and been in the league a little longer than um than uh, uh, uh you know Robert Sala. So I like mm-hmm. him. Also, if not Matt Nagy, that should be three on the list. Definitely no Keith Kingsbury. I don't want him. No. Okay. Okay, now you yeah. talked about the quarterback position as well, right? Yes. So when you look mm-hmm. at the quarterback position, we still got Zach Wilson here, right? And, yeah. and that's one of the things that I think is going to kind of hinder us 
from possibly mm-hmm. getting one of those top guys to come in here because you're going to be saddled with coaching Zach quarter, coaching and fixing Zach Wilson, right? So right. I'm going to play this game. I played it with a couple other, you know, callers. I'm going to play it with you, BK, because you know what you're talking about. You're going to be Joe Douglas. I'm going to be the coordinator that you want to bring in, whoever it is. Convince me why I should come in here and take this offensive coordinator job. What about the New York Jets would make me excited to come here and coach your offense? What? Well, first of all, you got some top players here at the receiver position, young players. You got, you got, Who is that? A, a, a legit, well, that's Who are these top with, players you talking about? Who? Uh, oh, I'm going to run it down to you. I'm going to run it down to you. Okay. You, got, you, ahead, have, you, have, you have Garrett Wilson. You have Brees Hall. Okay. You have you have you have three tight ends. That's what you have right now, and they can ball mm-hmm. all that they can. The issue we have is at quarterback. So what makes it attractive is is, is if you're going to allow him to be in a decision making decision a process of getting the quarterback you want, be it Zach Wilson or someone else. You want to you you want to get your quarterback quarterback room in order, <laughs> and the offensive coordinator is a big part of that. But the, they, they got well, some of the listen, players like I, that. It's a, the issue is the quarterback. Listen, BK, uh, li- listen, listen. I, I'm a prospective offensive coordinator here. That's all fine, right? right? Garrett Wilson, yeah, he's good, right? I like him, okay? Elijah right. Moore, yeah, he's good, okay? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Your tight ends are. But this offensive line stinks, man. It stinks. Oh, right, right. I mean, are oh, so you going to the line. about that? Like, what, what, are you just right. going to leave me hanging? Uh, nothing else will work if, if I can't. Right, if if I can't get guys blocked up front, I mean, what are you going to do to help well, me along the offensive line, man? Well, the thing the thing is with this, they had a lot of injuries in the offensive line. That's one, right? So we know okay. they had a lot of injuries there. They need All a right. new center without without question. They need a new center. Now, Joe yeah. Douglas made a, now, now Lincoln Thomas, and no one could guess that he going to be that bad. To me, he was the mm-hmm. worst on the line. He was with him. Um, so. What you need to do now is get 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 depth, and you do that in the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So you'll draft me an offensive line. Okay, pick me uh, up an offensive line and a too. center, maybe another tackle. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll look for a line, but at the at number thirteen, if they're not there, I'll, I'm going to pick the best player available. They don't have, they don't have to do offensive lineman. Oh. It better be. It better be something near. Uh, well, it, it, there'll if, be some if, offensive if line the best, in there that'll be real good. There better, okay, there'll the be some offensive player. line in there that'll be good. I tell you what, they better not. Yeah, they better take something along this line, whether it be a center, a tackle. Right. If there ain't I nothing agree. there, then you better trade down, you know, or something. Nah, don't uh, do that. Don't do that. that, that you, know? that's, you have to stay there and get the best player player available. You have to do that. That's the problem. You, you, you got to make your team better every year. You need to get you the best players on your team. I don't agree with that. I, I understand what you're saying, okay. but I don't necessarily agree with that. Often the best player available – see, here's the issue with best player available, and it's mm-hmm. exactly the same yep. thing that I said with Mike McCagden. When you're a team that's trying mm-hmm. to find a way that has glaring holes at positions of impact, if the best player available right. is not an impact position, you're going to be stuck, right? So if you look at the New York mm-hmm. Jets, we still have issues along what? Our offensive line, massive issues. There's multiple issues mm-hmm. along our offensive line. Two tackle spots, 
Uh, some people, you know, believe, uh, again, two tackle spots, the center position. Some people want to draft a, a guard to go behind uh, Thomason because they don't like Thomason. There's people that want to get rid of Lake and Thomason, and it's going to be very, very, very expensive to do that. I don't think the Jets will. I'm going on record by saying that. I don't think the Jets will do it because it's very expensive. Right. But you could argue that Lakin has been very up and down and bad. Then you look at the other right. side of the ball, right? Pass rusher is there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could add a pass rusher to really so help this defense. So, the defense so, so built so from front to back, not back to front. So there's some other spots that you can go. But right. if best player available is a defensive tackle, because there's some guys in here that are really good, or if best player mm-hmm. available is something else that the Jets don't need and already have, you don't go best player mm-hmm. available. You trade back and so, address needs, especially when we're at the spot that we're at. Go ahead. No, no you, I hear what you're saying, but here's, a, here's a, the flaw I have with that is the fact that the offensive line this year, you were injured. You got players coming back, right, that could fill spots. Now, you do need another uh, offensive lineman. You can find that in the second and third round. You can find good offensive linemen there. You cannot find top players such as pass rushers and linebackers at this, in a third and fourth and fifth round. You're not going to find them there. You have to get a player who can impact as number 13. And if that's, a, if that's, a, if that's a, a linebacker or a tackle, you better get them. If not, you're going to be a losing franchise. That's a, that, that, is, that is a recipe for a losing franchise to me. Okay. Okay. And, let, and I'm going to rebut yeah. that with this. You can talk about the injuries yes, along our offensive line, right? And that's great. Yes. But, again, that leads to my point because Makai Beckton, he ain't been healthy in two years at all. I agree. You look at the, the issues along our offensive line, we talk about – now, at this point, Makai Beckton was our what? Our right tackle – we have no mm-hmm. answer at left tackle. Are you telling me you want to go forward with Fant? He's not the answer. No, Dwayne no, no, no. Brown, he's not the answer. Neither one of those guys are great tackles. So you have a big hole Vera at Tunga's left tackle. tackle. There's nobody to answer that. Vera Tunga, huh? Vera Tunga's a great tackle. Elijah Vera Tunga's okay, a great tackle. He's playing, the best off the line. Who's here. playing right guard? Then who's playing right guard? You want, you want to find – you got Herbig there, who's also a good guard. Herbig Our, is a good Herbig guard. Herbig is not – Herbig is not a guy that's – yeah, Herbig's a good guard. He was injured this year, but he's not the guy right. that you want to go forward with. He was a guy that came in and could hold the fort, but he's not the next yeah. level. He's See, not He's not Elijah Beer Tucker at right guard, right? If Elijah nobody Beer Tucker is healthy this year, no, you can is. find guys in the league. You can find guys in the draft right. that will give yeah. you some com- yeah. some impact. But when you start exactly. moving Elijah Beer Tucker around and you just say, hey, we're going to put him out there at left tackle, when he mm-hmm. – you know, was and he played for left tackle, he was, he was decent – but he's more of a guard in this league. So if you, you, you the, leave him there at right the, the, guard, the, the, you still have a big answer or a big hole there at left tackle. And you still have question marks again with Makai Becton, who ain't played and been healthy in two years. There is no guarantee that he's going to be healthy next year either. I agree. I agree. But no, no, here's, no. A, here's, a, here's, so, here's the other thing, though. Here's the other ahead. thing. You have you drafted a guy, Max Mitchell, in the fourth round. Now, I'm not, I know you're not, you're not, you may not be – we don't know if you're going to be ready or not. We don't know that. No, go ahead. But my point ahead. is that yeah. you drafted him – at fourth round, and he is a serviceable uh, tackle, and he has an up, upside to him. My point is that you're gonna find you're gonna find these athletes in the second, third, fourth round. When you need a, they need in another year they're gonna need some linebackers. The linebacker linebacker core is decent. They're gonna need some some legit linebackers. If they're available at 13, yeah. I would rather see them get that and get your offensive yeah. lineman in the second, third, fourth round. You could get them there. Your top linebackers they're not coming in the, in the third or fourth round. And you know what you're gonna be? A losing team. It's not going to work. It's no. not going to work. That's yeah, why. But that, you, you know, yeah. No, you're making perfect sense. But, again, you're leading to right. my point is that you draft at the positions of need. You don't draft best player right. available. You you draft at the positions that you need when you're in the position that we're in. We're still, I know everyone's excited, but so, we're still in a rebuild. We're still figuring so, so it out. It, it, 
We're so, still trying to figure need, out how to go for it. Back, right? Go you ahead, running back. You need a running back, and the best player is at is a running back at at thirteen, and he's the best player. You know what you do? You draft him. Now, if you have a top running back though, who's who's certain who who's getting you, you know, thousand plus yards, get you know yards of carries over four or five point out per, per carry. Then you don't need to draft them. But guess what? The best players in, on, on on most teams are in the, mm-hmm. on the defensive line. They're, they're your best athletes are at, at linebacker and D line. You need those guys. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you are not winning. Period. You're not going to win. You're not going to win in this no, league because you're not going to win. You, you can get a lot because you can find linemen. You can find good linemen in a second, the third. You can find them. You don't find these top athletes like a Von Miller, like an Aaron Donald. Like a uh, uh, Quinn Williams, you don't follow them in the third or fourth round, and you need those guys to win. You need guys, and that's where they're at. They're in the first round, and you need to get them. Otherwise, you're going to be a losing organization. You're not winning. Just saying. No, listen, and, and I that's hear you, but even when you talk about if you need a run, yeah, no, I hear you, I, but I, I yeah. just don't agree. I think that you can find certain, okay. you know, you can find talent in the second. You talk about running back. We got Brees Hall in the second round. Right, Brees Hall was one of the top running backs in the league before he went down. So it's like that's, you know, that's I, my, look, that's I, hear what, I hear what you, I hear what you're saying. But uh, look, right. if the New York Jets, but, if we're sitting there in the first round and we need right. to draft some guys, unless it's a linebacker, which I, I don't know if they'll go that. Even if you look at Joe Joe Douglas and his makeup, right? What is he all about? Offensive lineman, right? He's always right. he's taking a guy in the first. He so, took Vera Tucker in the first. The offensive lineman. He took he took Makai Beckton in the first. Offensive lineman. So. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to continue to address the offensive line and fix it. But I don't think that any of those positions are more important or more needed or more necessary than drafting offensive line in the first round. That's a fact. You need, the Jets, you need, you need the to draft issues them. up no, front. No, yeah. no you, you don't. You, listen, the, the type of impact that we need at the offensive line are going to be at guys at the top of the first round. But I want to kind of move on for that because I want to get your take on that. Right. So when we, you look at the did. situation – yeah, when you look at the situation, right, with Quentin Williams, we're talking about him, right? So my final question before I let you go. Quentin Williams, you look at the situation. Mm-hmm. He wants a contract before April. I had somebody calling in just a mm-hmm. second ago saying, hey, he doesn't think they're going to get a job to get a deal done with Quentin Williams before April. What are your thoughts about that situation? Could you see the Jets making the move? Do you think they'll be able to get it done? And if so, what is the max? per year that you think he'll get? Do you think he'll get close to Aaron Donald, or would you be more comfortable with him getting that around that 25 to $23 million range? It needs to be up there, above 25. That guy's legit. He's your best player. Uh, he's your best player. So, I mean, you got to keep him there. He's young. To not, to not draft him – I mean, sorry, to not uh, give him that kind of deal, then, then you got mm-hmm. a serious problem in his organization, and you're going to go back to being a losing one. That's what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. so yeah. those type of guys, they don't come around that often, right? He's, you know, he's a top player. He's a top premier defensive tackle, and he's rare. That's what you got on your team. And, you know, they got to get it done. They got to get that part. Hopefully they get it done. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we do. Listen, yeah. I want to thank you for calling in, BK. You know, I love yes, going sir. back and forth with you back. I, other callers, yes, I got to slide off. Salute yes, you. You have yourself a good one, all right, my friend? No time, please. All right, salute. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. All right, we're taking all callers. Again, please be patient. We will get to everybody when you call in. Please make sure, all right, that you know 
what your area code is. Because if I don't know who you are, all right, I'm going to call you by your area code, okay? <laughs> please know what that is. Also, please make sure your phone is good to go. I don't want to hear any crazy background noise. If you have me, all right, listening to me on your TV or your computer or whatever, just put me on mute, you know? I want to hear you. I don't want to hear the echo. I want to go back and forth with you. I want to have these conversations. So we'll get, get into these lines. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to give to the platform, the Super Chat is up there. Also, there's a cash app at the bottom of the screen as well. Salutes to all the savages as well. We'll get to y'all in a second. As y'all know, the lines are hot. We're getting to our next caller, all right? And it's going to be my guy, Tim. Tim, I'm coming directly to you, all right? Chris, other callers as well, please be patient. We'll get to you in a second. Tim, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Tim, we're talking Jets, man. Michael Floor, no longer the Jets offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts about him walking away, and what makes this New York Jets job attractive to another coordinator to possibly come in? What is up, man? Oh, man, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. You're good to go, man. I hear you. What's going on? What's going on, man? It's been a long time since I called in. Good to hear you. And I uh, hope absolutely, all is well. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Um, Thank you. Happy New yeah, Year man. as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Mike LaFleur Mike hitting the road, Jack. Uh, I think we all kind of expected that, right? Um, somebody had to had to pay for, for the lack of offense this season. It wasn't going to be solid. It wasn't yep. going to be, you know, pretty much anybody else. The defense obviously yeah. is is on point. Um, so what do I think of them hitting the road? I mean, I, I mean, see, it's hard for me as a fan watching. And let me know if you you agree with this in any way. It's hard for me as a fan watching and and watching the analytics online and different channels and, and going over things and deciding whether it was a Zach Wilson slash instability at the QB position problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the lack the lack of a of a of a left tackle for a lot of the season mm-hmm. and and a, and a I guess reliable running back or was it just straight up everything about the offensive coaching that was not up to par? Now it's kind of impossible mm-hmm. for us to det- determine that from the outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously Zach Wilson became the pariah at the end of the season, so it kind of seemed like to me at least watching it seemed like okay, it, the offensive brass or the, the management brass is kind of making a head nod slash acknowledgement that some of this offensive struggle, or maybe all of it, we don't know as a fan, is due to all of a sudden Zach Wilson being completely inept. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I felt, I felt like the storyline changed drastically from the beginning of the season with Zach Wilson to the end of the season. It seemed like in the middle of the season, at first it was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. We'll give him some, some leeway. We'll, we'll be gentle. And then all of a sudden it was just like, that's it. He's, he's out, he's done. And, and so that, that tone, that tone change really struck me as a little bit odd. And then now at the yeah, end but, of the season, we're seeing it will four pay for it. So I don't know, man. I well, really don't know. Like, I, I hope the problems are leaving the building. Just put it that way. Yeah. No, and I hear you, Tim. And I think that there was a lot of things that we saw, right? We got more information. When you look at, like you said, to start off the season again, Zach was hurt, didn't come back and play until the Steelers game. But we saw 
that the issue, the biggest issue with the New York Jets wasn't the defense, right? The defense was putting things together. It was Zach Wilson in that offense. That Patriots game that we lost, both of them, that's on Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at those throws he was trying to make. And then that's where you start that Broncos game. We won that game, but, man, Zach Wilson was terrible. He's spinning around like a ballerina. He's running backwards every chance he gets, right? So you started to see those things, yeah. and you started to wonder. And then, again, we started hearing – him come out after games and literally say, he literally said this, I do not want to play safe, boring football. I want to go out there and make plays, which means you want to go out there and throw three interceptions against the Patriots and lose <laughs> yeah, that game? Nobody's arguing. Nobody's arguing yeah. that he, he's from Utah. You know what I mean? No. Like the dude, does, the dude, he doesn't know. He's a young kid from Utah. Like he has no, no idea – the ripple effect Listen that three words can have in the Big Apple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, when but, but when when that, that that we just look, let, look Joe, I, real quick. Let me just. I just want to add to what you're ahead. saying here, okay? Be, because Go we ahead. had <clears throat> we had such a, a a circus of events that could only be somehow coordinated by a New York Jets organization, where Zach mm-hmm. Wilson has like a pitiful, a pitiful performance, then comes out and basically does not take accountability, which was like the, the, the most terrible soundbite I've seen for a Jet in a long time. And, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, we can't get any offense going in numerous close games where our defense was phenomenal. And as a fan, yep. to, see that, to see that defense on the field there's no greater high than to see our defense working on every level from all the way back to all the way up to the line and just dominating mm-hmm. teams. Like, I haven't felt that mm-hmm. way in such a long time. There was a couple games yeah. where I remember Quinnen and, like, at least two of the other guys just threw their, their men on the field, like, four feet from them and then just destroyed yeah. the quarterback. I haven't seen that from a Jets team in a long time. And I was so yeah. excited – and then on the flip side of the field, we have to digest the exact opposite. <laughs> like, it is the most bipolar emotional experience that you could possibly have as a fan because all you want to see at, at a certain point is for the defensive guys to get those wins because the offense is yeah. just destroying us. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's a shame. No, Tim, Tim, you're absolute facts. And it was rough. And, again – with Mac, and even when you were talking about you, as fans were sitting here, and we don't know. I think it was a a, a lot of a bit of both, right? But I think a lot of the blame goes to Zach Wilson because of the terrible quarterback play. But again, even you know against the Vikings, we saw us be on the one and us not be able to punch it in. Our red zone numbers were mm-hmm. terrible, and I think a lot of that was Mike Lafleur's play calling him getting too cute in the red zone and costing Jeff. And he talked about it, right? So we're getting short on time. But I, my final question for you before I let you go, because you're bringing the heat, as we look for a new <laughs> offensive coordinator, right, who is the guy yep. that's on the top of your mind to come in here? Do you already have a guy in mind that you want to see the Jets bring in? Uh, well, uh, to, be, to be, look, full disclosure, I haven't taken a look at who's available yet, but I did, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the guy from the Eagles is available, right? Uh, John, I think his name is Johnson. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, Johnson, people are talking about him, yeah. I mean, I think – look, I think the Eagles organization over the past – you know, I live right outside Philly. I lived in Philly for 13 years. I followed their mm-hmm. organization as kind of a, a second team. 
from the outside looking in. They're, dude, they, they, they are a good organization, and I think they've proven that they can be consistent when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and they could be in the Super Bowl this year very likely. So, I don't know. I think we, have, uh, we should take a close look at that guy. Yeah. And his team. Yeah, we'll see what you know. We'll I mean, who happens. do you have in mind? Who do you, you got your eyes on anybody? Or I've talked about man. I've talked about Gary Kubiak. There's people that don't want him, and I get it. He's been out of football for two years, but he runs the scheme that we have. Frank Reich as well has been talked about. There's been multiple guys discussed about possibly coming in here, and we'll see. But again, I think a big hindrance to us getting the top guy is going to be having to deal with Zach Wilson, and then the uncertainty or unsureness about their position as far as uh, job stability. Even though Woody Johnson right. come out and said yeah. there's no playoff mandate, right? They said that. No playoff mandate. You got to be serious. Mm-hmm. We, we know Woody Johnson. <laughs> I got a lot of things bro, that you I, don't necessarily real quick, real quick, Go ahead. I'll give you the final Real, qu- real quick before, you, before I get off, what do you think of Woody's comment about wanting to spend big in free agency on a, on a veteran QB as opposed to going to the draft? Yeah. And do you, and do you we, think – the draft is better than, than free agency. Go ahead. As far as, as the quarterback position, uh, when you look yeah. at where we're at right now, if you want to make the playoffs next year, you're going to have to bring in a veteran guy. I love Zach Wilson. I'm a Zach Wilson supporter. I was bashed for it, right? And now everybody all of a sudden has forgotten that I was that guy. But he, at this point, he does not look like he's the answer. It looks like he needs to, he needs to be sat down and be completely fixed, overhauled from top to bottom, Right. So if you look at mm-hmm. the situation, you got guys out there, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Carr, all those guys are out there. Do I realistically think we'll end up with Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't. I think we'll try. I think we'll be in the running, but I don't think we'll end up with those guys. The realistic option I think is for us is Carr, and I think he's going to mm-hmm. come here, and a lot of people just don't want him, but I'm telling you that I think that Derek Carr could come in here, and as long as he's just solid, Solid old Derek Carr, just be the average, you know, top <laughs> yeah. top fifteen quarterback. That's all we need is a top fifteen guy. Good old, the good old nine to eleven look. win, Derek Derek Carr, it, right? Nine listen, to eleven win, Derek Carr. That, that's, that's be that need. guy here, and I'm telling you, the Jets can win a Super Bowl. We really could with that type of play because our defense is there and everything else is. So that's I where agree. I'm at with I agree. Team, if but, anything. If any, if anything, Derek Carr's fault, but, in my opinion, over the years is that he's mm-hmm. had to force to one good receiver, Cooper or Adams. Yep, and that yep. makes him one-dimensional. I mean, it's not that he's a bad quarterback; it's just he's always he's always mm-hmm. got to force long balls to those guys, and that's why he has so many interceptions over the years. Yep, and the Raiders are dysfunctional. But listen, Tim, I gotta slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. I haven't heard from you in quite a bit, man. Listen, I, I know, I know. Calling in, you have yourself a good one, man. You too, man. Keep it real. Love you, man. Take care. Absolutely. Salute. Thank you. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. All right, we're getting short on time. Quickly give me your takes. I want to get my thoughts from folks. As y'all know, the lines are hot. Chris, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Chris. For those of you that do not know Chris, he's a savage man. Savage! Chris, I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, quickly, uh, Mike LaFleur gone. Give me your thoughts on the Jets offensive coordinator position and what are your thoughts about like Michael LaFleur walking away from the Jets? Honestly, I didn't think Michael LaFleur was going to be the scapegoat. I hope the scapegoat will be Woody. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sad. I mean, I mean, 
I, I, I didn't expect him to be gone. I was, again, like I said, I was hoping Woody Johnson would be the one to be the scapegoat. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, mean, I can't. He's the owner, I can't. can't. Yeah, he's the owner. He can't fire yeah. himself. But when you look at the situation here as well, right, now we're looking around and we're trying to figure out who's the guy that can come in here and coach Zach. When you look at the quarterback position, quickly give me your thoughts. What quarterback do you think the New York Jets should target? Neither, because this is the place where quarterbacks die. It's gonna end up. They're gonna end up screwed. I can't. I can't. I rather. Ha- I rather work. Listen. I rather work with what we have than okay. have a veteran quarterback that would that could get screwed at the end. You know, we tried it with okay. Flacco, didn't work out. So I don't. Th- I don't think that. I don't think I'm taking that route. So. Okay. So you want to go forward with Zach Wilson and possibly bring back Mike White. Yes, have a quarterback competition between those two. Okay, all right. So, listen, before I let you go, Quinton Williams, do you think the Jets will be able to get him re-signed before April? That remains to be determined. I can't predict the future, but it all depends what happens this um, this upcoming offseason. So. Okay. All right. No, listen, I respect that, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. Uh, you too, Jeff. You too, buddy. Have a good night. All right, thank you so much. Again, we're going to get into these lines. 515-602-9639, quickly give me your takes. Max, we're coming to you next. Salutes to you, Max. I want to thank you for calling in. Max, Mike LaFleur is gone. Give me your thoughts quickly. How are you feeling about Mike LaFleur getting away from the Jets? Let's go. That finally happened. He was the worst offensive coordinator in the league. He couldn't even use Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. I I understand Zach Wilson was not a great quarterback, but if he can't use Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson – Elijah Moore or uh, our offensive weapons who are very good. You just can't be our offensive coordinator. Also, he was predict- predictable. He always ran on first down. He was never he. I think 2021 he had trick plays. What happened? Like he he used to be this like creative guy, but like he was ne- he was not really good. He was, he became too predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely speaking the truth. Now, you're looking at Quentin Williams. Do you think the Jets will be able to get him signed before April? Yeah, I think so, because maybe we clear some cap space and we get rid of the free agents that are not, like, performing on the team, like Lincoln Thomason. We get rid of mm. – or we can get rid of, like, some – like, Mike White or something like that. Like, get rid of players that are not, like, really performing and then save the money for Quentin's uh, – big extension because he's really good on the Jets. He has like 12 sacks. He's second to lead yeah. behind Aaron Donald. Yep. No, yeah. You're speaking absolute facts. So my final question before I let you go, Jets looking for a QB, man. What do you think they should do? Are you, you want Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson? Do you think we get Carr, Garoppolo, or do you want to stick with Zach Wilson? I think we should do is if Lamar goes in free agency, we 100% should get Lamar, but I highly doubt he leaves the Ravens. The Ravens are too loyal, and I think, mm. so I think Garoppolo is the best fit. I'm not saying Derek Carr is not bad. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. It's just Garoppolo mm-hmm. hasn't played in this system. Um, he's played in the Kyle Shanahan offense, and he's a game mm-hmm. manager. I mean, Carr, yeah, he had one good weapon. I understand, but, you know, we, we're a playoff defense. Jamie, we just need yeah. a game manager to manage the game. And before uh, yeah. I go, I feel like – we are all offensive corner that I want. I don't know if it's unlikely. If Shane Steichen doesn't get a coaching job, we have to poach him from the Eagles. I think he's a great OC. Okay. Because he, okay. he can, and I think he's a younger offensive coordinator, but he can use his weapons. He, his system 
and it's like, oh, we have to learn new systems. His system is based off his player strengths. He can use Elijah Moore. He can use Garrett Wilson. He can use Brees Hall. He can use – I think he'll be a great offensive coordinator. Okay. Listen, Nash, you unlikely. absolutely brought some heat, man. I really like what you had and your takes there. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy Phenom. Phenom, I'm coming directly to you. Phenom as well. Straight <laughs> Listen, Phenom, Happy quickly, New Year, man, Bill. give me your thoughts. Salute. Happy New Year's to you really quickly, all right? We're going to give you a minute. Give me your thoughts about Mike LaFleur moving on from the Jets. Are you surprised that he is no longer the New York Jets offensive coordinator? Not surprised, but uh, maybe there's some little scapegoatish stuff going on, you know. Somebody had to take the fall. Um, so maybe he was just uh, he was just this, maybe he was just uh, where it, where it fell. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a young OC. He made some mistakes, but I also think he wasn't working with the greatest material. The material was hurt. Uh, uh, if we change a couple of things, if we have Beckton, we have AVT. This picture looks different. Uh, I think Joe Douglas has uh, to do some work. This is not this this rebuild is not done. If we rebuild, mm-hmm. if we put, some, I agree. With, I agree with what a lot of a lot of the callers said tonight. June brought the heat with the with the with with some things he said. We we build the offensive line. We 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 add to that piece of the puzzle with the Jets, and we get those guys back that we lost. It, this could, mm-hmm. this offensive line could be awesome, and then and then yeah. our pieces on on offense look totally different, and and then yeah. then. Uh, the 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 one two punch of a Brees Hall, uh, Michael Carter, and a Bam Knight. Uh, you, you're talking, and then what else? What else? What else? What else they do in the draft? Linebacker, safety, whatever. But the, uh, the yeah. offensive line is a no doubt. It has to be addressed, no question. So, yeah. um, uh, as far as offensive coordinator, uh, June brought up some names. Uh, he brought up Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he was a former mm-hmm. Chicago. Uh, offensive coordinator. I'm familiar with yep. him. The last call, caller brought up the the Philly uh, offensive coordinator. I'm not too familiar with him, but Philly has played great. Mm-hmm. They've had great scheme, and yep. you, know, you have to put the you yep. have to put the ball in the playmaker's hands. Um, so, yeah. No. Listen, he, listen, June, and listen. Hold on a second, for you. Listen, and you're bringing the facts, but I have to go. I have to let you go. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, because you were bringing some great takes, but we got to move on quickly. So, again, thank you for calling in, Phenom. Listen, we're going to close out the show now. Show's hot. We get to, got to everybody and slid everybody in. Listen, I'm going to close it out. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, sir. The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back, all right? I'm also on YouTube as well. Um, excuse me. I'm also on Twitter as well. Going over to Twitter. At the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. All right, follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, guys. All right. I'm also on YouTube as well. Going over to YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets. All right. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. So when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You want to troll me? Let's go back and forth in the comments. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Okay. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to call in and listen to the show. You folks are the absolute best. Peace out, folks. One second, folks.